are the gold standard. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I am one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Kate Rambo. Happy winter solstice there, Kate. Oh, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Juden. Isn't it the yeah. uh, winter solstice? Uh, not that I know. It could be. No, I it's the uh, tomorrow. Had been gone. Oh, is it tomorrow? The 21st. Yeah, my brother's yeah. birthday. Oh, is that? Yeah. yeah, very nice time. I'm sure the witches are out in the fields with their titties out right now. We do. Uh, is, is that something like with the Germans be like, happy winter solstice, Juden? Is that something they would say to the Jews? <laughs> no, it's just something I invented to oh, say. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that how you greet Jews? That's how I greet you. Yeah. That's, all right. That's uh, very, very thematic for our topic today. Anyway, what, what is the crack there, Kate? I'm, I stole that from crack. you. What's the crack? What's crack? Well, yeah, I've had a bit of a boring week, but I'm doing a lot better than I was the other night. Oh, yeah. You're all salty. Salty. Yeah, well, I had a bad turn. I had a bad turn on when uh, this this Thursday week? night. Yeah. So what oh, happens? Wait, is... wait. You were talking about this in the outtakes. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. As a as a shift worker, as I'm sure there's lots of shift workers listening to this now. At the cock I tend factory. to at the cockring factory. I tend to work a week on to get six days off. So I'll be at work like fifty hours, and then I'll get six days off or whatever i would do that that's fucking that would be awesome yeah it's good i like it so, so like when, but when you say when you say to people oh yeah i get two weeks off a month they're like what the fuck but then yeah but i have to go to work intensively for like 70 hours how many hours like, a day it's like 10 hours 10 a hours day. i do 10 hour shifts i would do that because then i get longer okay. i would get six days off yeah yeah, which is worth it. But what happens is, especially because I'm a, gr- I work the graveyard shift like a vampire. I'm a vampire of the night. My sleeping patterns all fucked up. So on my last, on the day that I finish, which is to become my first, you know, day off, it's a wasted like day Friday. because you finish. Yeah, you know, you finish work, you come home, you're asleep by nine a.m. and then you get up at like four p.m. Wait, wait, what are your what are your so hours at the cock ring? Like, what time do you start? What time I'm do you? I'm not end? going to disclose such sensitive information <laughs> about the okay. hours. Uh, I'm assuming anyways, graveyard. It's all night. Yeah, great. Yeah, I wait right. ten hours and I'm home by the time the sun has risen. Usually, so on the first night, I usually because you can't, I can't drink because of the nature of my job so i spend six days sober and then when i get what would you be drinking at work off, well no i cannot oh. i'm around heavy <laughs> machinery and you're not just bringing uh, a flask and just taking a nip if bad things happen I irish do not want whiskey for that to irish irish warehouse cock ring working <laughs> no i'm responsible sadly yeah you can't do that you don't want to be hung over either it sucks so what that means is on my first day off i usually i usually get drunk I usually get like wasted. Get drunk. off your tits. I get off my tits, mate. 
But this time, this this Thursday, I got especially wasted. What happens is sometimes, you know, I'll I'll drink, I can drink, but I have like a little luxeterium inside my head, and it goes, "Let's get fucked up," and that's yeah, what happened to me. Off. Yeah, I'd had a bottle of wine and I have some tincture at the minute. I've got some tincture in my fridge. I mean, like marijuana, like THC tincture. Like That's THC what I do. tincture. You yeah, know, and I've had it, there. you know, it's not my first time on the merry-go-round of it. I've had it a few times. But on Thursday night, it's a I slippery what, slope, that tincture, I, don't I can know tell what you. what fucking came over me. I had one tablespoon of it, which is already fucking enough. That, and see, that's, that right there is kind of weird soon. because yeah. they give you, at least in the States, you get like a syringe. It's like a measured dose. I don't know if it, what it is. Like well, you see, I was losing a little syringe, but I've broke it now. So, and then I, I've been eyeballing it. On, well, to begin with, I was <laughs> eyeballing again, it on a, a teaspoon. a slippery slope. Slippery slope. And then about an hour after that, had another tablespoon. And then within 20 minutes after that, I had another tablespoon. That's, and by this point, it was 7 a.m. It's probably so I'd three been up... times the, the suggested dose. <laughs> so I'd been up since 4 p.m. the night before getting drunk. Now it's 7 a.m. the next day. I was like, I've got to go to bed. I was so wrecked. I was so <laughs> fucking off my box, off my tree. I'm surprised it would make you just pass out. I could not sleep, man. I, went to, I was awake from 7 a.m. till 12 like my heart was racing. Oh, so you were was, you were fucking ugh. like stone, like really stone. I like. was so fucking stoned. I have not been that stoned for like probably at least ten years. And it was like I was at the bad point of paranoia, and, and I was having a whitey. I was having a, a total fucking whitey. Yeah. Like a, so a whitey white is like, yeah, like a whiteout. But I'm not passing out. I'm just in. I'm just in the fear zone. I'm in fear city. Like everything bad. So I was like, what can I do to make myself feel better? My heart's yeah, racing. That, I was like, that I'll is have the a wine. worst. I haven't had I that. Like, I haven't yeah. had that on weed in a long time, but eating weed, like when you eat does it to you. the brownies, yeah. the cook, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Mm. Tincture, I just put like a one syringe into a vodka soda and I'm good. It's good buzz. But That's that what is what I on. don't want to, I do not want exactly. that. It's because you're, you're drunk and you keep doing it because you're like, I can get higher. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Wasted. So, and you can't yeah. sleep. And then you're just sitting there like, yeah, like I'm going to have a I'm wank now. <laughs> yeah. So I was ha I was having a wank, but also because I'd been off my box. I'd been on Instagram, hadn't I? Putting up shit in my stories. So people were messaging me while I was trying to wank, which was putting me off. Why don't you shut your phone off? Well, I was watching the palm through my phone, so I couldn't show. Oh, yeah. multitasking. I was multitasking. No, because I was not <laughs> responding to anyone. I did not want to engage with humanity. But you'd be getting notifications. Patients, you know, while come you up were on your like, phone. While I was wanking. You know what? So the, the first wank was 25 minutes. That wow. is an outrageous time to be wanking. You could for. probably sprain your wrist. And when I, when I came as well, I was so disappointed. It was like, it was not even like a nice release. <laughs> I was like, my heart was still going really fast. And then I started thinking about my own death. I was like, do you know what? I could lie here and nobody would discover me but, okay, for like you two know, weeks. Were you watching like your typical porn, like the, with the, with the uh, African-American yeah. midgets? Or... Uh, no, no. I save that for very <laughs> special occasions. You're the but, one who sent me that video, actually. But you know, uh, it, usually in those situations, I've noticed, well, more, more so when I'm on like coke or meth, it's like, I'll just watch my regular porn, which I don't even mm. care, just something. But it's like I'll, I'll be going through. Next thing you know, it's like two hours. And I've been like just diving, you know, delving through all these different <laughs> porn movies to try to find one that's going to get my dick hard. But it's not going to get my dick hard because I'm so fucking high. I can't focus and I can't concentrate yeah. on getting my cock hard. So meanwhile, my cock's all chafed. And I've been sitting here trying to 
wank for like, I don't know, an hour and a half. So then it gets to the point, that's when you start getting to the nether regions of Pornhub and you're seeing yeah, like you're the midget videos or like, yeah. you know, fucking jacking off on fucking Barbies or whatever. It's like, it starts getting weird. Were you at that point? No, I was still jacking off to like traditional, like Fred Lincoln porn, which is what I like. I was like, on oh, yeah, the you Fred like Lincoln. that 70s, like big bush porn. Do you? Yeah, like all the big bush partner. So I was just wanking off to that. It took me fucking ages. Disappointed when I came. Then I got really sad. And I was like, all I really wanted at that point was like, because I live alone. I was like, I just really wanted somebody to like kind of hold me and be like, it's going to be okay. And I was trying oh, to get my so cat tragic. to come into bed. I know it's so fucking tragic. And I was just thinking about like dying and my death. And I was like, I could lie here for two weeks and nobody would find me. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm yeah, just now it's getting wank. morbid. It's like the morbid. Yeah. Port- you've turned morbid because you're but so high. Yeah, because I'm so yeah. fucking paranoid and anxious. And I was like, right, I'm just going to have another wank now. So then I put on, there's this modern porn star I like. So I like, I was watching her videos and I did start to calm down. She's one of the and- cock destroyers. One of the cock destroyers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Those two yeah. women, those, the cock no. destroyers. I don't know. There's oh, these two English them, slags, no. and they have Do this me. whole thing. I think they have a YouTube show now that's not porn. That's but... my side hustle. Uh, <laughs> no, it was not. She's American. But I watched that, and then I oh, came yes. that time, and I did start to feel better. But that took ages as well. That was like another twenty-minute wank. I'm surprised what, I don't have cystitis you, right now. At what point? Yeah, carpal tunnel. At what point yeah. do you uh, do you give up? You're just like, I'm done. It's not going to happen. Because I was so fixated on like this will make me feel better, and I'll be able to go to sleep. That's all I was thinking of. Was like, I'm going to be able to go to sleep after this. Um, I think that's a fallacy. It's fallacious yeah. logic because you won't. But I should have, like, I'm an idiot because it always, I always know that on my first night coming back from shift back into, like, a real life situation, I can't sleep for shit anyways. So I'm an idiot for taking that amount of fucking tea. I would have just drank, like, I don't know, a bottle of whiskey. That'd well, I drank a whole out. bottle of wine and then I had martini on top of that. So I wasn't exact. I was not sober in the in any sense of the word but when I, I could feel myself starting to do you know what fucking pissed me off the most at about 11 o'clock i started feeling a bit better my heart stopped racing i was like oh this is great this is great i'm, I'm gonna 11 a.m in the morning 11 a.m yeah. yeah after going to bed at 7 a.m yeah the fucking cat jumps in the bed at that point doesn't he the little shithead he was like i was like i needed you so badly an hour ago i needed you then and now you're well, fucking i'm sure he was just like yeah this sex crazed hose beast <laughs> vigorously wanking to like i don't know 100 hours of porn on her laptop while getting while cursing at the notifications she's getting from instagram if i was your cat i probably would stay the fuck out too do you know what i'm gonna do for christmas day though what wank for another three hours i'm gonna i'm gonna get drunk and take some tincture you know i am jealous about that because it's like i don't I mean, I guess guys can kind of do that, but we can't keep continuously having orgasm. Well, some guys can. I can't. Yeah. There's no way I'd be able to do that. I think my hand would get tired. My brain mm-hmm. would get tired. My wrists would be hurting. It's only when I'm super high that I just cannot come. But the, the urge is so strong. It's like, I just really want this orgasm. But even when you come, it's never satisfying. You're never like, that was the best orgasm i've ever had no because you can't focus like you just yeah. you know you're not it's not going to be the worst a, thing because drugs make you so horny like yeah, well, it's not going to be this intense of an orgasm yeah i know yeah, and it's it, kind of like a paradox it's, it sort of sucks yeah i think it's like to uh i always hate with like ecstasy is a good ecstasy is a good example ecstasy, because it's like you're yeah, super horny 
But your cock's not good. It, there's no way it's going to stay Oh, yeah. Like nothing, nothing. I mean, you could do other things, but it's like your, your plumbing is not going to be working as intended. You know, you get so distracted as well. I find when you when you're shagging on an ecstasy, you just like start looking at other stuff. And then before you know it, you're doing finger you trails. Glow and then sticks. You just, and you're yeah, again, the glow sticks of the house music yeah, yeah. you know Good times kate well you're mm. sitting up in your uh in your fortified bunker on the hill masturbating yes. furiously, furiously to Pornhub. how are you going to help win the war on christmas in the uk um well is I'm there thinking is there a war I've... on christmas in the uk mm, is that no, a thing no. it's not a thing there no. What is the war on Christmas? Is this, do you guys never see that in the media? Like the Sun or a Daily Mail isn't like, there's a war on Christmas. Well, no. This this country goes into fucking mayhem for Christmas. I hate it. This is like... I am, I am the war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, obviously you go... We've we've all heard you harangue Christmas because you hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not particularly fond of the holiday either. Not as, I'm not as acerbic towards it as you are, but I... Uh, couldn't really care less about it. But in the in the US, every year, Fox News, I think for lack of any other editorial content, resurrects the same rhetorical tripe they do every year. There's a war on Christmas. They're trying From to who? take our Christmas away. The liberals. It's like what we're trying to do <laughs> is make it PC. So, you know, they're not going to be putting a fucking nativity scene in the elementary school. Now right, it's can, like you got to have yeah. Kwanzaa and a Jewish star and the nativity scene. You got you to be culturally be inclusive. A bit of that. Like people get annoyed when you can't say Merry Christmas. You got to say Happy Holidays. But it's not as bad as that. Well, that, that's the other thing. Like uh, Fox News was going off about how like at department stores now, they say Happy Holidays to people because not everybody's Christian. So they don't say Merry Christmas. They're like, there's a war on Christmas. And this is the Tucker Carlson Hannity. And so the the past four years, because of Trump, they've sort of like, I wouldn't say retracted the war on Christmas statements. I still think there's a war, but they weren't as like vocal about it. It okay. definitely not. Like I was, I was surprised. And what's really funny and, and hypocritical, not that pointing out hypocrisy about Fox News is, is all that you know, original, <laughs> but they didn't give a shit about that leaked audio tape from a couple of years ago when Melania was like, fuck Christmas. <laughs> did you, did you fuck hear that? Fuck these children and fuck Christmas. She was like, fuck these Christmas. Why do I have to do this? Like she's, you know, she wants uh, to fucking. I, maybe she, I am Melania. She yeah, wants to dress up as Krampus. She wants to have Krampus day at the White House. <laughs> but no, they didn't say a single word, not a peep about the first lady, the president's wife saying fuck mm. Christmas, not a peep. Nothing about the war on Christmas. But since Trump lost and now Fox News is like, well, we don't want to go full blown, you know, fucking uh, Alex Jones conspiracy that. about the election fraud. What are we going to do for content? Well, let's bring back the war on Christmas. <laughs> but now they did a twist on it because now oh. it's there's a pandemic twist on the war on Christmas. So now they're saying it's public health experts, liberal public health experts and scientists and doctors who are trying to cancel the holiday and take our Christmas away. They took our Christmas away. <laughs> they took our jobs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so infectious disease experts, liberal politicians who are telling our Americans you should avoid travel right now, limit large gatherings just because yes. COVID is 
is off the hise here. COVID is off the hook. It's if we are it we is. are not handling the disease. L.A. alone, fourteen thousand cases a day. I don't know how many a deaths. Day. Yeah, it was weird. Like today, I was driving down Santa Monica. And there's an urgent care. There must have been 80 people in line out the door of this urgent care Jesus. right down the street. No, it's crazy. It's gotten insane. So the fact that people are like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be going to restaurants and bars. Maybe you should just kind of, you know, chill. Work with your, with your bubble. Yeah. Like hang out with your bubble. Got a couple people. Hang out with your bubble. Immediate family. That's cool. Avoid the huge, you know, huge gatherings for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, Carlson, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Fox News says... This is the effort to ruin Christmas. This is the war on Christmas. If death is inevitable, this is the quote, maybe we should pause before we destroy the living in the name of trying to eliminate it. What Does that even make oh, sense? What does that even mean? <laughs> Nothing. Because it's like, it's literally, that guy just, just produces shit from his mouth. That's, that's all it is. Um, but he's saying that uh, they figured out that Christmas is bigger than they are. And therefore, Christmas oh is a threat to them. So that's why the libtards want to cancel it. In fact, they're trying really hard because it's a war. It's a war on Christmas. A war on Christmas. It's a, that, that's the thing. It's not a war. It's meaningless rhetorical tripe that your pointless show uses for content because you have nothing else to talk about of substance. <laughs> so that's why they fabricate this war on Christmas. But in reality... You want to talk about a war on Christmas, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Fox News and all those people. You want to see a real war on Christmas? Let's look back at the Nazis. Oh, the What the Nazis war. did to Christmas. Yeah. Not only did the Nazis have a literal war on Christmas, they redesigned Christmas into Hitler's image. I wonder, like, I wonder how Tucker and, uh, and company would, would justify if Trump was like, Let's make Christmas a little bit more about me than the baby Jesus. Let's take the baby Jesus out of Christmas and put my face in the manger, which I'm kind of sure Trump probably contemplated doing that at least once or twice. But that's literally what Hitler did. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, well, maybe not in the manger, but he did put his uh, face on like, uh, you know, the fucking little decorations you hang on the Christmas tree um, and the ornaments and things like that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you, you talk about a real war on Christmas. Let's look back at the fucking Nazis. I Fuck mean, yeah, literally they redesigned Christmas. So it was a weird situation. Like I, I never really put much thought into this. I knew the Nazis were secular. In fact, they're almost more pagan. They, they almost lean towards paganism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never really thought about, you know, Christianity in Europe at that time. But in the 1930s, as the Nazis were coming into power, you know, the German, I mean, the German population was predominantly Christian. Yes. You know, I mean, it, in fact, you know, Christmas is a really popular holiday. The Christmas tree, the modern day Christmas tree traces its roots back to the Rhineland in the 16th century. So a lot of these yeah. like original Christmas traditions, you know, came from that area. Well, it became so popular because when um, Prince Albert married Prince, uh, Princess Victoria and became king, he brought the Tenenbaum. Over and the, the song England. of Tannenbaum was very popular. And that's how it became popular because she fucking loved it. She was like, everyone's going to have a tree. You're going to have a tree. He's going to have a tree. We're all going to have trees in the palace. And that's how like Christmas trees became so fucking popular. But this but was thanks a... to Queen Victoria. But because of the Christmas trees and because of these Christmas traditions like advent calendars and the Christmas mm-hmm. markets and all this, 
there's a thorn in the side of the Nazis. Like Heinrich Himmler and Hitler were like, it's going to be impossible for us to eradicate Christmas and Christianity entirely. And and think about it too. What could be less suited to the sentiments of like, you know, a genocidal dictator like Hitler than a Christian holiday celebrating the birth of a Jew? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm sure yeah. Hitler was just like, I hate this holiday. I really hate <laughs> yeah. it. But you can't just like, you know, I Maybe mean. Maybe that's why ri- I hate it. And I wouldn't be surprised, but you can't like, you know, they're rising to power. They can't just immediately make, you know, can't just come out and be like, Christmas is done. No more mm-hmm. Christmas. We're going to eradicate it completely. Cause it was too important for the Germans, you know, uh, you know, for the Nazis completely to get rid of. Cause the German, I mean, there were like churches, there were priests. Yeah. There were, I mean, it was like so ingrained in their culture. So what he was going to do is he was going to try to make it his own. He was going to change the definition and the traditions of, of uh, Christmas, of the holiday. And so what's interesting, I saw a, um, there, there's actually, uh, if you do a little research on, the content, on, on this topic, you can find a lot, of, um, a lot of images, a lot of photos of the Nazis celebrating Christmas. But there's one image of Hitler giving one of his uh, first speeches, like first major speeches in mm-hmm. 1921. So this is like right when he was like the newly appointed Nazi a party leader. Yes. He gave a Christmas speech to a very excited crowd at a Munich beer hall. And you can see, you can find this speech, you can see pictures of it. According to uh, undercover police observers, there were like 4,000 supporters there cheering, cheering, loudly cheering, and like, you know, clinging their beers together when Hitler condemned the cowardly Jews for breaking the world liberator on the cross. And he swore not to rest until the Jews lay shattered on the ground. How does and, that make uh, you feel? <laughs> it makes me feel a little hurt. You know, it's he's, like, why are you so hateful? They're words against you. Not me. I would have been clinking glasses and being like, yes, boys. <laughs> I not really. do not doubt that at all. <laughs> you would have been like, you know, you speak to my heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's bring this forward um, Christmas on. But right after you, said, after you said this, you know, the crowd cheered. They were clinking their glasses and they sang holiday carols and nationalist hymns around the Christmas tree. There are working class attendees receiving charitable gifts. And so that's kind of what he was trying to do. He was trying to like infuse holiday observance, keep Christian, like keep Christmas, keep the holiday as it is getting gifts, you know, Christmas trees and all that. But let's infuse nationalist propaganda and a healthy <laughs> dose of anti-Semitism. You know, because yeah, mix it all in together, lads. It'll, it's going to be fine. Well, it's, but- you know, we got to Nazify Christmas. We got to make yeah. it, you know, so we got to, we got to take it over. But what was interesting about it is the way, like his MO, like the way he went about it and the way Heinrich Himmler went about it. I mean, these mm-hmm. guys were, I mean, in a sense, you know, marketing geniuses. Oh yeah. You know, the way they, they like, were. well, they, they, you know, twisted people's beliefs and changed people's, you know, recognition and, and observance of a holiday that they've, they've observed for generations. Mm-hmm. They they changed you know the meaning and the symbols, which is crazy to think how they they could do it. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to create positive associations between the Nazis and winter, with gigantic welfare drives during the colder months. So they had the Hitler Youth and the Band of German Girls, you know the official youth organizations collecting coats and money for party members and poor Germans affected by the depression. You know because it's coming off of World War One, and. Uh, you know, the, uh, as the years continued, the Nazi tactics evolved. Now they were using yeah. propaganda, which is, you know, Goebbels and the propaganda machine. So there is a, uh, an article that came out in 1937 called 
new meanings for inherited customs. And so uh, what they were trying to do is turn Christmas into a holiday that the new socialist party could, could support. Mm-hmm. And so they redefine Christmas into something quite a bit different. Um, so what they did is they, they seized on the opportunity to redefine Christmas as a pre-Christian Nordic celebration of the winter solstice. So not the celebration of the birth of, you know, baby Jesus, Lord and Savior. Yeah, you know, I'm into in, this. Instead, it was the creation, the Nordic celebration of the winter solstice. Yeah, yeah you're, you're Viking. I can see you doing this. I am this. Viking. And also, like, one of the main reasons I don't like Christmas is because I am not religious in the slightest. So I don't see any reason why I should be forced to partake in a religious holiday, which is essentially what Christmas Day is. Well, let's just so the manger scenes and all that. Yeah, like, I would 100% be into being like, yeah, let's take it back to pagan baby pagan roots it's kind of like yeah, what uh let's do it i'll like go what, and get my tits out in a field at midnight when it's cold why not <laughs> um so you know the winter solstice allowed them to ignore christianity so like there's no christian symbolism and no christian you know christian meaning to christmas and they made it more of a german festival filled with observances from the past tree cults things like that um, they had Nazi bonfires and their famed torchlight parades. Sounds kind of yeah. cool, actually, to me. Yeah. Um, Himmler. It's like a droving. Yeah. Heinrich Himmler, you know, the founder of the SS, he was deeply involved in developing an anti-Christian definition for Christmas. I think that was one of the first things Hitler was like, all right. They got the whole team together in the room, pulled up his PowerPoint. He's like, we need... To destroy Christmas. We got to take the Christ out of Christmas. We got to get rid of Jesus. We got to get rid of Santa. What are you going to do, yeah. Heinrich? And Heinrich's like, all right, let me get my team together. Get a couple project managers. <laughs> Gets the team well, yeah. together and puts yeah. together a plan. I would have been a project manager on that team. I'd have been like, I want to be on the Christmas team. Himmler. I hate you, Himmler, but I'll work with you closely on this. And your, and your hatred of the Jews. I think it yeah. would have worked. You probably would have actually done really well. Um, he maintained that the festival had its origins in the Germ- in Germany's Nordic past, which, you know, in a sense, people did because there were like ancient, you know, Germanic traditions, ancient Germanic traditions that you could kind of like intertwine with Christmas traditions. And not to mention what they did is they twisted it, saying that Christianity sort of stole these traditions and reinvented them for you know their Judeo-Christian beliefs. Whereas well, we want did. to get back to the originality, you know, the, ori- yeah. the origin of these beliefs. So he said Christmas Eve originally had nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. But instead, it celebrated the winter solstice and the rebirth of the sun, represented by the swastika, you know, an ancient symbol of the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Himmler emphasized the, the role of pagan rituals in modern Christmas traditions. Um, and he, he claimed that in the past, Germanic Aryan tribes had racially pure rituals that could be recreated for the Nazis. You know, you don't need to celebrate with these other races. That's not how it works. That's not how it worked back in the day. It's not how it's going to work now. <laughs> he put his foot down. He was putting his foot down. Yeah. So the first thing they tried to do was, well, they changed it to the celebration of the winter solstice. So no longer the birth of the baby Jesus. Uh, they also attempted to move the date from the 25th to the solstice instead and they had huge performances and community bonfires that drew on the pre-Christian rituals. So um, lighting candles on the Christmas tree, for example, recalled pagan desires for the return of the light after the shortest day of the year. So this is all kind of, you know, in their, in their plot here to get the Christ out of Christmas. 
Um, so Germans, it, you know, German people were like, yeah, this makes sense. Cause they were already calling Christmas Weihnachten, which was a pagan holiday, which referred to like the longest days of winter. And they already called it that. Yeah. People would refer to Christmas as Weihnachten. And that was like kind of normal. So for them to change the name of it, you know, it wasn't too difficult for them to do. You know, mm-hmm. they also started calling it, I think that's kind of funny, Jewel Fest, which almost sounds like Jew Fest, but it's Jewel, yeah, Jewel Fest, Fest, which is Yuletide. And yeah. Ranacht. Have you ever heard that? Ranacht. Ranacht. No. It means rough night. And this Ooh. emphasizes a neo pagan uh, Nordic Germanic concept that during the, you know, the, about the winter solstice, the harsh, dark times required like forbearance and strength. And so during Ranacht, it was almost like Halloween in a sense. They would like have, um, they would run through the streets, you know, trying to get rid of the evil spirits, burning incense and things like mm. that. And kids would wear masks. And like, that's when cool. the whole Krampus folklore and the, yeah. and the devils of Christmas. And so Tell it was, they still do this in Bavaria. Night. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, they do, don't they? With yeah, the Krampus still... and all that. That's like a big thing. Well, in like Austria, yeah. they do the running of the Krampus, but there are different areas where they still do Ranacht, which yeah. is like, you know, the rough night. Tell and you it's... what, Bavarian beer. Like, big up to the Bavarian boys because they know how to make beer. I, I like their Pilsners. Well, but yeah, when it's... Pilsner. Yeah, it's, like it's the, the Pilsners that come out from that yeah. area. Bloody brilliant. Doesn't taste it. as good as uh, MGD, but it's close. They've gotten close <laughs> to, get, <laughs> to getting MGD. <laughs> But yeah, like it's crazy. Uh, I kind of want to do this one these years because they still kind of do the traditional rough night Ranach celebrations where like well, they we run do through winter, the streets. We do winter droving. Um, that happens in like market towns all across. Is that when you run um, the Jews the out of your cities? Yeah, we all put masks on and we have fire torches and we run all the Jews, people like you, we gather you up and we just run you out of our towns. But you always find your way back in. Yeah, we always come back for some reason. I don't understand why. It's like they they don't want us in the town. You know, let's just move somewhere else. Take a hint. You take the hint. (laughs) Um, I do kind of want to see this one of these days uh, because they do celebrate Ranach in different Bavarian towns. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Christmas was always traditionally viewed worldwide as a holiday about a theoretical peace for all humanity. Well, this didn't jive well with the Nazi, you know, the Nazi goals. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know, it's hard to wish peace <laughs> yeah. to all men when you're like simultaneously drafting up the final solution. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, this doesn't really work. So let's call mm-hmm. it a holiday of actual domestic national peace for Aryans only. <laughs> so <laughs> he said this it. could only be facilitated. Oh. We can only have national domestic peace by getting rid of the enemies of the state. The Jews, the gypsies, the communists, and the homosexuals. And so on and so forth. Yeah, and so they, yeah. you know, a lot of the uh, propaganda that came out was like, this is a holiday about racial purity. So we need to get rid of these non-Aryan races. They're not allowed to partake in our celebrations of the winter solstice. So mm-hmm. they full-on had, like, open attacks on German Jews, like, with, uh, with propaganda and there's like media images of like blonde-haired, blue-eyed German families gathering around the Christmas tree, which just kind of normalized that ideology of racial purity and association yeah. of racial purity with this holiday. And not to mention, you know, there's also other you know, many, many different examples of anti-Semitism that would 
crop up around Christmas time. Um, the boycotting of Jewish-owned department stores. That was a big one. You mm-hmm. know, um, this is funny, too. I was, I was trying to find the picture of this. I can find it. But there was a 1935 mail-order Christmas catalog, which showed a you know blonde-haired, blue-eyed mother wrapping Christmas presents, and it had a sticker on it that said, you know, assuring customers, this department store has been taken over by an Aryan. No Jews. <laughs> it's like the message is clear. Only Aryans shop here and buy gifts here. So it's, yeah, you it's don't okay. have to disinfect these presents. Yeah. <laughs> only been touched by the pure bloods, guys. This is a, Shoppier. you know, this, this store is free of Jews. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, part, part of the other thing, too, is like, you know, obviously they had to kill off uh, Jesus, you know. Uh, that was the first thing to get the Christ out of Christmas. But the About other thing, well, the yeah. other thing that was that proved difficult for uh, for Hitler and and uh, Himmler and all that and the, and the Nazis was like, well, we got all these Christmas carols that everybody's sung for you know decades, mm-hmm. you know, like Oh Tannenbaum and Silent Night and all that. So Himmler got the marketing team back together. They got in the conference room. They're up for nights, you know, just sitting there working long nights, and they're like, all right. Any song mentioning Jesus, we got to rewrite it with new lyrics that benefit national socialism and Nazi ideologies. So the first thing that they did is uh, they took, um, well, any mentions of the Savior, Jesus, were mentioned Savior Fuhrer. So they just added Fuhrer to it. Yeah, Yeah. they just changed uh, Jesus for Hitler. Oh, well, they, savior for Hitler. Yeah, Savior was Hitler, Savior Fuhrer. So once they take Savior out. But... um, the instead That's a fun of games play <laughs> instead of us uh, which isn't even that creative it's like you're just keeping the same songs and you're just putting inserting furor um i was a little disappointed in that however silent night that was impressive so what they did with silent night is they're like you you can't sing silent night anymore we're done with this one we're gonna change it to exalted night of the clear stars and so they pretty well, much it was the same melody they yeah. changed the lyrics and so I was trying to find like a good example of, uh, of the hymn. The closest thing I could find was uh, here's a Christmas concert at a, um, at a school for, uh, for obviously Hitler Youth. They changed it to a winter solstice concert. And Christmas parties are now called holiday parties. See what I'm saying? War on Christmas. Oh, it's a war um, on Christmas. But here's, here's a, uh, a good example of... Um, some kids singing some uh, some some German Nazi Christmas carols. Some adorable Hitler Youth. The Nazis' hearts are melting. I don't know what they're saying because they're singing in German, but I was wondering, did Drunk Dad ever make you sing that song? I was about to say, one of the pet peeves about being a parent, this is the reason I don't have children, is being forced to attend school shit like that, where you, your child, and 30 other kids are all singing out of tune terribly, and you've got to sit there and then be like... And pretend it's good. And pretend it's good. And then when they come off afterwards, you're like, you were great, darling, knowing full well that they were fucking awful. You know, I think, you know, it takes time out of your life doing that. Like you'll never get back. You may call them precious memories, but I don't. I call it a waste of time. You can take this this as a grain of salt. And I do consider (laughs) myself an armchair psychologist, but I think you are your (laughs) drunk dad. 
Okay. I was going to say, this is why Drunk Dad <laughs> never came. You have become Drunk Dad. Um, and maybe so, embody him a little. Yeah. So, yeah, I was trying to find an actual, like, you know, a bunch of little German kids singing, you know, Hitler's uh, remake of Silent Night, the Exalted Night of the Clear Stars. Could not find a single example of it. However, I've heard that, like, neo Nazi bands have resurrected that and done their own oh, versions of the yeah, hymn. So then I, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll get Kate to do it. Kate definitely has an inclination towards <laughs> Nazi ideologies. Um, and I was like, you know, she's a singer in a pub rock band. You know, she could probably do a version of the song. But even Kate refused to do it. Yeah, I do walk the line there. Deep <laughs> in a band called Goldie Dawn. I, do, I have to, you know, cry, you know, stop it at some point. But uh, it's mainly because I don't like Silent Night. It's one of the worst Christmas carols. And it's very hard. It's hard to sing. Yeah, it's a hard it's... one to get into. It's like a slow one. It's not like Little Donkey or anything like that, which is like, it's or not like five boy. gold rings, which you can get into. Yeah, this one, and especially this one, because you're not you're unfamiliar with the uh, the lyric changes. So I'm just going to read the terminology. it real quick. Do it. Two verses here. Silent night, holy night. All are sleeping, alone and awake. Only the chancellor, Hitler, faithfully <laughs> alert, keeps watch of Germany's prosperity well, always mindful of us. Silent night, holy night, all are sleeping, alone and awake. Adolf Hitler is Germany's fate. Lead us to greatness, fame and fortune. Give us Germans the power. The power. The, yeah, I got to say, they made the song a little bit cooler. I, I, I kind of like it, it a bit better. You know, they're yeah. mentioning power and wealth. I like all this a lot more. Like, what the fuck is Silent Night about? I about do wonder. Baby sleeping. <laughs> well, every time I like read, you know, you know, as I was doing research on this, I was like, what would Fox News have done if Trump was like, yeah, I'm going to change a few Christmas carols and just insert my name in there instead of the baby Jesus? Like, oh, they'd be into it. But, they'd be like, these would, are the new lyrics now, guys. Yeah, I would have loved to see the way they justified that, you know, yeah. or if they would have been horrified. I, I don't know. I'd, like, I'd hope that they would be horrified by it, but I really don't know. Um, so, yeah, they banned Silent Night. They banned it. Like, you would be incarcerated and beaten be, if you sang yeah. it. So it, you had to sing Exalted Night. And uh, it is weird, like this song, I mean, eventually, obviously, it faded into obscurity, but uh, today it lives on neo-Nazis and far-right extremists in Germany's, yeah. you know, Germany, you know, they, uh, you know, this is their, their go-to Christmas song. I'm sure it's at all those uh, Bavarian bars drinking their German beers, <laughs> singing Exalted Night. Um, so, okay, so we've gotten rid of Christmas, you know, we got rid of, uh, we, we got rid of Christ. You know, we changed the Christmas carols. But what about Santa? What about oh, Santa? Santa. Santa can go fuck off as well. Can't he? <laughs> Santa. Santa, who is so, you know, I mean, he's so indicative of what Christmas represents. You know, giving <laughs> gifts to all the kids, the fat jolly elf. Well, Hitler hated that guy. Hitler's like, that fat fuck. He's not going to ruin my winter solstice. So, um... What Himmler was like, all right, well, now, dude, this is going to be a tough one. We, we, you know, we get, we changed the lyrics to the songs. We reinvented the holidays, winter solstice. You know, we, we excluded all the Jews from celebrating. We got to take Santa away. And like the Germans are like, God, you know, this Himmler, come on, dude. Our kids love Santa. This is going to be tough. And so what he did, once again, marketing genius, he was saying that uh, Santa 
The Nazis argued that Santa was a Christian reinvention of the Germanic god Odin. Awesome. Yeah. And I so want Odin instead of Santa. Come they on, were like, bring it on. The Christians stole Odin from us. We had the OG Santa Claus. It was Odin. Oh, yeah. So they started yeah. distributing like holiday posters and advertisements and all that that depicted Odin as the solstice man. He was but, solstice yeah, man. Don't, he was, don't you just want Odin? Yeah, yeah Odin's, yeah, Wotan. Yeah. Um, instead of riding, you know, on a sleigh, lame, Bunch of reindeers, lamer. No, he yeah. had a white cavalry horse, <gasps> battle horse, fitted Sexy. for battle, sporting a thick gray beard, wearing like a like a hat, like a slouch hat, carrying a sack full of gifts. So they, so Himmler mm. was like the Christians, Judeo Christians took him from us. We're taking him back. Yeah, take, this is my favorite thing too, which I actually do kind of agree with. I like the Odin. Odin's more badass than Santa Claus. Come on. Look Come on, yeah, people. I'm not a big fan yeah. of the Nazis. You know, I'm interested in, the, in their, their techniques. And uh, but I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of their ideology, obviously. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. I got to say their fashion, some of their techniques, some of their research. You know, I got to say I'm impressed by it. This one is the part that impresses me. Odin Ooh. over Santa Claus. I would take Odin mm. any day. Yeah, I you would know? too. But I am from Viking stock, so they're basically they're so talking makes sense. To, my, to my DNA there, aren't they? But I also yeah. agree with this next thing. They're like, you know what? Fuck the baby Jesus. It's all about Odin. Let's take the traditional nativity scene out of here. Let's throw it away. Replace it with a garden containing wooden toy deer and rabbits. Delightful. <laughs> They're so much more delightful like totally... than a fucking than an outside barn with some men in dresses and some frankincense and myrrh. I want I want the deer and rabbit. You know it's really funny. This is almost a sociological study, kind of similar to <laughs> All in the Family with Archie Bunker. When that came mm-hmm. out, it was a parody of like racist beliefs and you know racist sentiment that pervaded you know low income societies and like working class societies in like chicago and all that but instead the opposite happened people identified with it and people yeah. were like yeah i agree with it this is happening right now with kate and the nazification <laughs> of christmas kate's just like yeah this makes sense to me get rid of get rid of christ change santa to odin Cut the Jews out of the holiday completely. Fuck Hanukkah. It's like, no, this is, this is the opposite of, of the intention here. But, you, you know, you can't predict that. Um, <laughs> the other thing they had to get rid of, too, is the Christmas. Well, they didn't want to get rid of the Christmas tree. Christmas tree, no. after all, was Also, you know, again, the that's Rhineland. the only thing I like about Christmas is Christmas trees. It's like the one thing I'm like, yeah, I'm, I like the Christmas tree. Well, the Christmas tree wasn't the problem for the Nazis. Because they, Good. you know... Obviously, this was something that originated in the 16th century. The problem yeah. was what's on top of the Christmas tree. Oh, the star. Six-pointed star, star of David. We can't have that. Or a five-pointed star, red star of communism. We definitely can't have that oh, either. okay, right, so yeah. either way, they're just like, we got to get rid of this. So next thing you're going to, you know, the new thing, the new big thing, the cool thing, the thing we're going to advertise and sell in all the department stores in Germany is on top of the Christmas tree, you place a swastika, a German sunrail, or a sunwheel, or a sigrun, which is the lightning-shaped symbol using the emblem of the SS. That's what you got to put on the top of your Christmas tree. Do you know what I usually do? I have a 1960s Christmas tree. It's gold, tinsel. I've not put it up this year, but I usually do. I love my Christmas tree. It's great. But what I usually do is I have a taxidermied bird, a raven, 
have a taxidermied raven and I stick that on top. But now in my side my mind, Edgar I'm thinking, Poe's Christmas tree. I'm thinking that that kind of looks like the SS Eagle now. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what I'm saying. You're like Shit. definitely. You're like you know, this is all making sense to me. It's all like you know. Fitting into my mentality here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they got rid of the star, replaced it with the swastika. Christmas tree decorations uh, changed. Ornaments became a bit more warlike. So now they would hang replica grenades or machine guns on your Christmas tree. Oh my god! Amazing. Yeah. They also it also became increasingly nationalistic. So a lot of these uh, ornaments, you can still find them. It would be funny to, I bet you this would be at Lemmy's Christmas tree. Totally uh, would have been. Z-Kyle red bulbs covered in swastikas. Tchotchkes mm. shaped like iron crosses and eagles. And there are even tiny little metal Hitler heads, complete with a mustache, that people would hang on the trees. Do you think they had all, like, of the uh, the Waffen-SS? Do you think they had, like, you know, the Hadrix and the Himmlers and, like, all of that? I don't think... I think it was Gauze just... Gauze-80s. No. Just Hitler. Well, the reason they didn't is because uh, they started coming out with these ornaments of, like, you know, Hitler was the first one, and Hitler did not like that. Oh, He actually... They passed laws to prevent Nazi symbols from being misused for Christmas kitsch. Oh. Yeah, okay. they, Hitler drew he a line. I thought so, too. Right. Like, oh. uh, like, he drew the line at that one. He was just like... Nah, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna appropriate oh, my face for your fucking Christmas tree. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but they still had like machine guns and uh, grenades and stuff. Yeah, I'm I like, into that part. <laughs> I like this too. The advent calendars, which what traditionally have like little chocolates, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I've not well, had one for years, but that's what they well, are. Well, so the ones that they redistributed, the Nazi advent calendars, instead of having little chocolates or whatever, you know, traditional Christian ones would have, it had little propaganda. And uh, militaristic <laughs> imagery, a little SS symbols and pins. Yeah. <laughs> so it's oh like... <laughs> my God. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting too, which also kind of is you know harkens back to the pagan beliefs. Um, Himmler proclaimed that as a, a priestess and a protector of the house and the hearth, the German mother uses Christmas to bring the spirit of the German home back to life. And so, like the German mother actually was very played a very important role in Nazism. Mm-hmm. You know, Mother Germany. And so that's sort of, uh, you know, mothers and children were encouraged to, you know, spend family time making homemade decorations like swastika-shaped holiday cookies and cakes or cookies shaped Delicious. like a loop, which is a fertility symbol. Um, the lighting of candles on the Christmas tree was to create an, an atmosphere of the pagan demon magic that would subsume the star of Bethlehem and birth of Jesus into feelings of Germanic pride. Mm. It seems a bit dangerous. I know it's what they used to do. They used to light the candles on the tree. Doesn't it seem a bit dangerous now? Are you not just like, yeah, I wouldn't you have fire? flame on that, that tree in our wooden house, dear. It's like, it'll be fine. It's for, it's just for the Rhineland. <laughs> well, what's interesting about it, it's like, and there were there was some opposition, like some of the clergy, but I mean, it, they became the, the minority because Hitler was appealing to the the jingoism, you know, the sense of nationalism mm. that he, he, because he was such a powerful orator, was able to evoke in the people, you know. Well, when you signed up to the Nazi party, when you were a card-carrying member, you had to denounce all religion anyways. So if you were a wife or, a, you know, a child of somebody who was in, and there was a lot of fucking people in the Nazi party who didn't necessarily go to war, you've denounced all your religion anyways. This will be your new religion. Well, yeah, but there's like traditions that you don't, 
like a lot of people don't associate Christmas with Christian, like Christianity. They don't say it's like completely a Christian holiday. They say it's more yeah. of like a secular thing. Like even mm-hmm. I was talking to my boss the other day. He was like, are you working next week? Cause a lot of people at my job take off two weeks. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not doing anything. I don't celebrate Christmas. I'm Jewish. And he's like, yeah, but it's not really for Jews or Christians or anyone. It's just kind of a, a seasonal thing. And so I think a lot of people have that view that it's a secular holiday. They may do now, but back in the 1940s, people were a lot more religious than but they I think, are today. Well, I definitely think, but, but the thing is, is that they've been celebrating these Christmas traditions, like the tree and all that. So the Nazis, even though they made you denounce you know, mm. your Christian beliefs and all that, when they're coming to power, they can be like, no trees for you. You know, no more like cooking, like putting bells on your tree. Now you got to put this like hand grenade. Like well, it took a little Stalin while, did. you know, it took a little while to indoctrinate them and, and the marketing, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. the, and the propaganda, the distribution of the propaganda and all this, you know. And so despite the conflicts they had, because they were a Christian nation, a predominantly Christian nation for mm-hmm. centuries, you know, despite the conflicts, the Germans accepted this Nazification of Christmas because it was like, a return to the colorful, you know, enjoyable pagan Germanic traditions that revitalize the family celebrations and their pride being Aryans, like superior race, mm-hmm. you know? And so they said it like, you know, this holiday here now, instead of being this just, just for Christianity, a religion that they don't even really believe in, it symbolized racial purity and it belonged to Aryans and that they could celebrate German Christmas and Jews could not. <laughs> so it's like allow them to like own this holiday but it's it's yeah it's really weird it is weird how you because know, the nazis weren't in power that long like what, early 30s to what like 1945 yeah so like a, a decade yes, pretty much mm-hmm. but in that yeah. decade they nazified christmas like that was a war on christmas they changed christmas but the redesign you know didn't last that long because after 1944 you know even then it's like after you know, they were losing the war and the allies were advancing and all that. Yeah. I don't think they were all that keen on observing Nazi Christmas. I think it was more of like a remembrance for a lot of the, the people who died. And then uh, after the Fuhrer, you know, committed suicide and killed himself and, um, you know, the Nazis lost, a few of the, the Himmler's hymns were still kind of sung for a bit, but they sort of <laughs> just, the survivors of the war were like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's not do that things. anymore, guys. <laughs> we yeah. want to glorify this period of history. So they yeah. kind of denounced it and sort of sort of buried it. And so mm. now, like, I couldn't even find Exalted Night on YouTube because I don't even think it's something other than neo-Nazi groups. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's even something that people even even know about, really. But what I guess the point is, that is a real war on Christmas. Tucker That's Carlson real and John Hannity. War. Yeah. What you're seeing in, uh, you know, in elementary schools, you know, allowing kids to be inclusive, celebrating Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Ramadan, you know, it's like in in their school celebration. That's not a war on Christmas. You know, a cult, cultural inclusivity is not a, a an assault on your Christian values. You know, your your no. sacred Christian values. It's and it just it pisses me off to every year because they just have nothing else to report on. It's just like they have to fabricate this 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 war on Christmas, you know, that the secularist attempt to keep the December solstice holiday, you know, culturally inclusive that we can't even say happy. You know, we can't say Merry Christmas anymore. You know, we have to say happy holidays now. It's a war on Christmas. 
It's not a war on Christmas till they're making you hang up fucking hand grenades on your Christmas tree. All right. I would do that though. I also really want this war on Santa. I want Odin back. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not a war on Christmas till they're like putting an SS symbol on your Christmas tree and calling Santa Odin. That's yeah. a war on Christmas. Odin. Odin. <laughs> Odin. <laughs> uh, this is episode 770 here is Sick and Wrong. Um, we have some news stories coming up next, some phone calls, some good calls actually, a little later on the show. But first, here's a promo for our Patreon page. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. If you're not a Sick and Wrong patron, then you might be missing out on special phone calls like this one. I bought a speculum from Amazon. Oh, my God. Um, I get this fucking thing, and it's not the best made thing ever. Uh, I should have saved this for the main show. (laughs) This is also... Experiment. There's experimenting sexually together. Buying a speculum is not experimenting sexually. That's being like that's me- for medical use. There's 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 you know, no point. If I was at a man's house and he says, "Let's do something kinky, baby," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm really up for that too. Let's do it," and then he rocked out a fucking speculum, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Why do you want to see my cervix? I want to see what you got in there. Let's go spelunking. (laughs) You fucking put that. Every woman has a fear of a speculum. No woman goes, oh, yeah, baby. Put that speculum in. What the fuck? Is he like role playing as a gynecologist? Like a really shitty, junky gynecologist? This is not kinky sex. (laughs) This is like unsatisfying sex. What woman has ever said to you, oh, yeah, I can only come if you gape my vagina apart? I know. That's I the should, only way I can come. I shouldn't like, be as hard as I am right now, but whatever. <laughs> For just $5, you can hear the rest of this phone call, a bonus news story, and about an hour's worth of outtakes every week at patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today, support the show, and keep it sick and wrong. So the first uh, story we have here um, is a coronavirus rampage. It's yes, more. There's been a few of these. I've been over the with this new lockdown and Christmas, where you're not allowed to even have your relatives there to diffuse situations. Now you're stuck with your family for a period of days. Yes, I think over the next two weeks there are going to be many stories very similar to this one. Well, yeah, Boris has basically just built a wall around London and surrounding counties. Well, is London so, as bad as LA right now? Well, there's this new, the new strain. They found oh, a, new a new strain, strain of the virus that's running rampant in London. You know what? Just like, is just it called build rage? And it makes him like yeah. run really fast and try to eat you. <laughs> just, just build a wall around London and just, you know, leave at it. Just do that. Just build a wall. We'll be fine. Just build a fucking wall. <laughs> Make the Welsh pay for it. Put up a wall. <laughs> um, so this guy here in Wisconsin, he got life in a mental hospital after fatally stabbing his wife and his sister-in-law to save them from the coronavirus. He was saving them. It's in their best He's interest to get them. stabbed. A Wisconsin man has been committed to a mental hospital after stabbing to death two family members, and the family dog. And the doggy. Saying oh, he was trying to far. save them from the coronavirus. That's too far. Is the dog going to get the coronavirus? It? Come on. 
Is there a picture of the dog? What type of dog is it? How old is the dog? What's the dog called? I want to know I'm all these things. I'm not sure that's relevant to the story. So it, this, this, this is, particular this news is, article did not include that. When a dog dies because the owner has stabbed it, I want to know the breed. I want to know its name. And I want to know how old it is. And I want to see an adorable picture where it's got its tongue out and it's looking really lovely. There are but you don't want to see it. The, the corpse of the dog. You want to see the dog when it was oh, no, living. I, don't want to see the I want to see the dog when it was like in, in better days. So I can mourn the loss of this beautiful dog. What about the stories where someone fucks a dog? Do you still want to see the dog and know the breed? <laughs> Maybe the dog's guilty sex, sex look on its face. Um, but seriously, who needs a vaccine when you have this guy saving us from the coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, just send him into LA. He'll soon stop yeah. the 80 people long lines, won't he? Adam Roth, 36. He's only 36 years old. He started right. the morning yeah. Yeah, by waking up everyone in the house at 5 a.m. Asshole. A fucking asshole. Oh, my tell God, them, I would, I'd be killing him. To tell them he loved them and he was sorry for everything that he'd done to them. There's a red flag. You know, it's Do you like, think he was on too much tincture as well? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but if I had a crazed relative walking into my room at 5 a.m. saying, like, I love you and I'm sorry, I'm locking myself in the bathroom calling 911. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Oh, I would be enraged with anger. It would become a battle of who's going to kill who first. Don't well, wait I would assume that he had like was about to do it. That's what yeah. I would assume. I mean, it's like 5 a.m. You don't do that. And say you're sorry for everything yeah. you've done. There's something going on. Um, recently, Roth had been acting very obsessive about the coronavirus. I guess uh, screaming erratically about it, saying that we're all going to die, yelling at relatives for not <laughs> wearing masks and gloves. And... Uh, that day that he woke everybody up, he started yelling and screaming about how he's going to collect all the personal protective equipment in the house and give it to a local hospital. Okay, Tom Cruise. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is Tom Cruise on the set of Mission Impossible. <laughs> Tom Cruise in fucking Wisconsin. I wonder, I'm thinking, you know, he said he went to a mental home. I wonder if he went to the same mental hospital that Ed Gein went to. Uh, I don't know where I thought Ed Gein was from uh, Janesville, Wisconsin, right? He's just in Milwaukee. In, yeah. Oh, I thought he was Wisconsin. Sorry, I thought you said no. Wisconsin. But, uh, Janesville, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They're both in Wisconsin. Yeah. Milwaukee. Oh, right. They're just different. Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this all happened in the morning. All right. He wakes you up 5 a.m. Freaks awesome. out, saying, "I'm sorry." Gathering all the protective equipment, wants to go take it to the uh, local hospital. Everybody was like. That was weird, a bit atypical, but who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a bit mental. He's a bit touched up there. Yeah. <laughs> so that evening, um, Adam and his wife, Dominique, were in the kitchen eating dinner, and out of nowhere, he picked up a large knife and just started stabbing her in the neck and what chest. What were they eating? Once again, these are relevant details. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've been right. Why are these journalists not reporting the facts? I want to know what they were having for dinner. What does this dog look like? What did the dog have for dinner? These are all part of building a story. American you, you would be like a Stephen King news journalist. It would just be like this, like, I don't know, 800-page story about <laughs> like a singular incident with just like, and in his medicine cabinet, he had like three bottles of, or three things of dental floss, a couple tubes of toothpaste, you know, a bottle of Listerine. It's like, dude, do we need to know that, Stephen King? 
Just tell me what happened. Fired from Vice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like you're. It's just like, well, they're eating bangers and mash. Yeah, Uh, that's all I want to know. Like, because part maybe the dinner, right? Maybe if he'd been eating his favorite dinner, it might have like dissuaded him. But maybe he got served a dinner he really fucking hated, and it tipped him over the edge. That happens sometimes. I picture it's Milwaukee. It was probably like a pizza covered in ranch dressing, you know. With tater tots as, like, as, <laughs> as the side dish. Um, but yeah, you know, so anyway, after all this shit happened in the morning, they're eating dinner now. I'm not saying she deserved to be stabbed in the chest and neck, but I, I would not be having dinner with my psycho husband after this. I would be so angry at my psycho husband after this, waking me up at 5 a.m. He'd be, he'd be in the doghouse. My dog would be inside of me and he'd be in the doghouse. Your dog would be inside of you? My dog would be inside of me. <laughs> oh, inside <laughs> with you. He'd be inside okay. with me. Yeah, inside of me. <laughs> and what breed Protecting of dog me. is this? A big breed. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a big dog. <laughs> yeah, a big knot. <laughs> a big dog inside of you. That could a nice nice knot, you know? Yeah. Um so anyway, he starts stabbing his wife and he started hearing screaming. Another unnamed family member ran into the room and beat Roth over the head with a chair. But Roth reportedly just got up, he went to the bathroom, and started stabbing another victim, his sister-in-law, Deidre. Oh, was Um, she like on the toilet like Elvis? You know, I don't know. She might have have just been in the bathroom like brushing her teeth or something. Yeah, well, any of that is like, you know, a bathroom is a sacred space. You never want someone to burst in on you while you're in the bathroom. Like, you know, politely knock. And then you can be like, yeah, come in. But if you are in the bathroom, someone bursts in. It's never good, is it? Especially it's with never a, gonna end like well. a bloody steak knife. Um, mm, yeah. But you know what? This this family member that beat him, beat him over the head of the chair. I'm not a huge pro wrestling fan. But I do know that if you're going to hit someone with a chair, you need a metal chair. And you have to hit them hard repeatedly. Yeah. I learned that from sure. the Macho Man. Sure. Sure. You sure. know, you don't While just chatting, like you've got you don't just like take a chair and just kind of hit. Maybe it was an older relative or something, but maybe they just only had like the maybe they were sat outside and they just have. Oh no, it's Milwaukee. They could not be sat outside. Yeah, they've been too cold. Um, maybe they just had like patio furniture inside. You know, Americans do that where they just have the patio plastic furniture. furniture yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's yeah. not gonna do anything. You need that. You need no, that metal stop. chair. You need a metal chair. Yeah. This is another thing where they went wrong. Uh, two other unnamed family members saw him stabbing Jesus. Deidre in the bathroom. They tried to wrestle the knife out of Roth's hands, but they were unsuccessful. Uh, Roth then allegedly began searching the house for a nine-year-old boy who lived there. Not sure why the people that were attacking him you know, didn't suffer the brunt of his rage. He was going for the nine-year-old. Why the boy? I don't know. Was he a sacrifice for the Corona demon? <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. I was looking into this. That's a thing in India. Corona Sura. It's a demon. Corona Sura. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It's, I thought you were talking about like sacrificing nine-year-olds. Well. <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised in India, but it's part of this uh, Durga Puja festival where they okay. do every year they celebrate the moment the Hindu goddess Durga triumphs over the demon Mahishasura. Um, and so there's like, it's a big festival and they have like lights and they have like mm-hmm. you know, statues of these demons everywhere. But this year, instead of having the traditional Mahishasura, the demon is the Coronasura. And it's this big, huge ah. cor- COVID virus particle, like the SARS, you know, COVID-2 yeah. uh, particle with trumpet-like fronds coming out of it and teeth. And then there's also this like green Corona demon that runs around. 
Considering how bad the coronavirus is in India, I don't think they should be having festivals, personally. Yeah, I, I, wonder, I wonder if they socially distance <laughs> over there. Uh, I doubt it. No, they're not doing anything of the sort there. It's just as bad as it is in America. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. fucking India versus America. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway. Hey, there's a lot of call centers in India. They employ a lot of people. Oh, yeah, we do. That is true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he started uh, searching the house for a nine-year-old boy, but there's three uh, unnamed uh, family members here fended him off while the boy escaped out the window and ran next door. Terrified, I imagine. Um, While he was fighting and slashing with his family, he kept screaming, they did this to me. Which, I don't know who. Gina? (laughs) Like, who did it? That's what I want to know. So anyway, they called 911. Deputies arrived on the scene to find two injured, blood-soaked women on the ground outside the house. One of the women was like, pointed her finger at the door. was like, he's stabbing them inside. They entered the home and uh, they shouted for Roth and he stepped out. This sounds like straight out of a horror scene. He mm. stepped out at the top of the stairs carrying the dripping bloodstained knife. Doesn't say if he's grinning or not, but I'd like to think he is. Just yeah. looking like Private Pile, you know, yeah. covered in blood, just grinning with a bloodstained knife. And so the uh, police obviously drew their weapons and they instructed him to put his, uh, his knife down twice and he finally complied and he said all right i'm done now and he put his hands on his head at what point did he kill the dog well they don't really say but they searched the home and they found the uh you know the the family dog dead on the scene i wonder if when he was stabbing his wife the dog came to the wife's defense oh that might have happened actually for it then yeah because that probably never liked that dog because, yeah, this guy's her dog. a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's her dog. But the it's dog, it's so defense. unnecessary. The dog's not going to give you a Rona. It's unnecessary. The do- well, no, animals apparently can get the corona. Oh, they can not. give you Rona? No, they, they, I don't think they can give you it, but they can catch it off you. Well, did someone get Rona from eating an animal? This is how it all fucking started, isn't it? <laughs> In China. In China. Um, somebody ate a fucking delightful bat why anybody would look at a beautiful bat and think oh them's as good eats i was like no dominique dominique roth here um said uh, as she was succumbing to her 19 stab wounds on the front lawn she said why did he do this please help me and then she died um no, I would have asked her what she had for dinner. <laughs> yeah, you had to know. Like, well, I got to know the details here. You know, uh, Kay Rambo, journalist on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, these are not so epic last words, if you ask me. At the at that point, I would have yelled something like, "He killed me because I know his secret. He's a pedophile oh. that diddles children to Mariah Carey oh. songs. Look at his hard drive." <laughs> ah, and then died. I didn't something like that. that. Yes, this is your evil Jewish side wanting to embroil people. <laughs> Vengeful. And then Vengeful they're like, Jewish well, you know, he, he, on her deathbed, she said he's an evil pedophile that diddles kids while listening to Mariah Carey songs. You Are you know. slaying Mariah Carey? Take that back. Oh, She's I, a good songstress. surprised. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I've been lucky. I haven't had to hear or endure any of her Christmas carols this year. Well, she's only got the one song. I and know, like, but yeah. it's... it's pervasive if you go to a rite aid i try to time it so i don't have to hear that goddamn wham song last christmas yeah i've not heard that one yet and I've, and uh 
and the Mariah Carey one too. It's like, I try to time it. And if I'm in there, cause as soon as I hear it, I'm like, fuck. Well, what's your favorite Christmas song where you're like, oh, this is okay to hear. I would love it if I ever heard this. Christmas in Hollis, Run DMC. <laughs> it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Yeah. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. A great song with the elves and they get the hats. And then I love that song. Well, I am white and I like the Phil Spector. Darlene Love, Christmas snow's coming down. I like that one. Oh, that's a good one. And I like a, um, Yeah, I like Slade as well. So here it is. Merry Christmas. That's actually not a bad one either. And uh, you never hear well. those, Wizards though. Goods. You never oh, you hear, hear Slade over here. You know, and oh. do you know what? I like whenever I hear the Slade one, I just think, good on you, Noddy. You're getting another 75 mil this year. Good on good you. Never, you never forever, hear Noddy. that. Here it's like you always hear oh, like the, just the cheesy, awful ones. And the worst one of all is the Bono one. Which is the Bono one? The YouTube, I don't know. It said they YouTube did a Christmas, Christmas song. Ah, oh, God, you always hear that too. Oh, I no, that, I've never heard that one. It's terrible. I'm glad I don't ever want to hear that. So Roth was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree homicide, two counts of attempted first-degree homicide, one count of reckless endangerment, and one count of causing the death of a dog with Good. a dangerous weapon. Good. I'm glad the dog was in there. I was waiting for that. Uh, when he was questioned about his actions, he justified them by referring to the coronavirus. He said, it was coming, I knew it was coming, and I had to save them. Well, so, was it a mercy what? kill? I think that's what he's thinking. The virus is coming. It's coming for us all. All of us who are in our 30s and don't have undisclosed health conditions, who will survive it. Yeah, but he's in his 30s, and his wife's in her 30s, so maybe that's he should I mean. be killing like, the older people, like the grandparents. Yeah, maybe just go for them, the blights on humanity. Just Don't like kill the fucking dog. Don't kill the fucking dog. And like, I, tell us what you had for dinner as well, Adam Roth. He pled not guilty in court by reason of insanity. Um, family members said Roth had been uh, recently been acting obsessive about the virus. A report by two doctors confirmed that he had shown a precipitous decline in psychiatric stability a couple days prior to the incident. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking... There's going to be a precipitous decline in a lot of people's psychiatric <laughs> stability over the next two weeks. Two weeks. Most people have it off. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually content and super stoked about it, to be honest. I have no Damn. girlfriend. You know, my family doesn't care about Christmas. So I just get to, like, get stoned and watch Christmas movies in my apartment and hang out with my cat. You know, I'm cool with that. And I'm actually quite content with that. But if I had to be trapped in a home with like my significant other's family for two fucking weeks. Fuck that. I'm killing the dog. Don't kill the dog. Kill them. <laughs> well, they're going to get killed too. But the dog too. <laughs> no. They're evil. Don't kill the dog. Uh, he was sentenced uh, this past Monday to two life commitments and two 60-year commitments in a mental institution. So I don't think you have to worry about this guy. What do you got here for the second story? Okay. So I have... Man chopped uncle's body into 10 pieces and fed them to badgers. Whoa. He didn't even use the pigs. He used no, the badgers. Well, yeah, badgers are vicious. Do you have them in America? I think we do, actually. I think there's, bad, I think there's a North American badger. I'm looking that up, actually. I don't know. That's such like a, you know, a, uh, a British classically British animal, like a classic British animal. I was actually thinking about this, right? So we used to have this show here called Bodger and Badger. 
And it's a very funny man called Andy Cunningham, and he had this puppet called um, Badger, and he's Bodger. And they just get used to get up to japes. But remember how I was slagging off how I don't like mashed potato, it makes me feel sick. Well, I think the reason I feel sick because of mashed potato is because of Bodger and Badger. Because they, used to, they oh. used to play with mashed potato. Hold up, there's a lot of information there. <laughs> so there's a man with yeah. a puppet, like a sock puppet? No, it's like a full-on controllable puppet. Budget. Oh, like he's a, a like he's a, a big puppet. Okay. Oh, it's like a big yeah. puppet. Like, but is he controlling it? Like a ventriloquist? Uh, no, he he himself is like the a comedian. He's not the ventrilo ventriloquist. So is he like a Jimmy Savile type? No, he's a nice man. He does not diddle kids. How do you know? He's just on very, a children's show. I think show. it's very common in uh, the UK. Uh, with uh, English children presenters. <laughs> was it Gary Glitter? Or Gary Glitter wasn't a kid's person. No, presenter, no, though, he yeah. was just a rock and roller. Paul so Dabbs. he had this, it was, what was his name? Is Billy and, and Bobsworth, what was his name? <laughs> Bodger and Bodger. Badger. Bodger the and Badger. The was great as well because it was like, Bodger and Badger, Bodger and Badger. La, 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 Now imagine that like just on a loop for instance. God, that's a very complex theme song. I don't know how they came <laughs> up with the lyrics for that. I think Himmler could handle that one. But the Badger would only want to eat mashed potatoes. And I think this is where my absolute disgust of mashed potatoes has come from because I used to watch Bodger the, and With the puppet? physically eat mashed potatoes they used to use it as like weapons they used to have like a mashed potato gun where they would shoot mashed potato at people did you fear is this show that's done the mashed potato me? gun uh well i do now as an adult but probably as a kid i was like that's cool and now i'm older i'm like that is fucking disgusting. wait they would have actual people in the audience get shot with a face full of mashed potatoes no, well not people in the audience it was like it was like setups so it would have actors on, it would have kids on, and like, you should watch an episode. You know, this is similar to, uh, you ever heard of You Can't Do This on Television? Yes. That was a show that was popular in Nickelodeon, I'd say like late 80s, early 90s, I think. Mm -hmm. But it was a similar setup where it's like a kid would say something and then they'd dump like a bucket of slop on the kid. It was just like. Oh, we, see, that was more like Tiz was over here. Bodger and Badger is a separate beast. And so it's like what... a scripted show. And it was like, and he would talk to the puppet. Would they go on adventures, or would they just sit there and yeah. eat mashed potatoes? It would all be about getting this mashed potato to this badger. The badger only ate mashed potatoes. I'm he, so he this, loves... this makes no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> would he put gravy on it? No, it was like just like just mashed potato, man. It's all he God, wanted. I find this show incredibly frustrating. I don't think Bodger I would watch it as a kid. <laughs> Is it still on? Yeah, but I used to watch it, and it this all brought it back to me. It's all like it's the PTSD. I have PTSD from that show. Did the man ever feed like a you know his his father in law to the badger? Well, he could have in a secret secret episode that I may have watched that scarred me. But who knows? A brutal thug who chopped up his uncle into ten pieces. And fed him to badgers, has been found or guilty of murder. Badgers. Multiple badgers. He found a set of them. Daniel Walsh, 30, butchered his 71-year-old uncle, Graham Schnell, and dispersed his body parts after the pensioner caught him stealing from his bank account. Ooh. He then used the 71-year-old savings to go on a drink and drugs bender in Sheffield, where he gambled at casinos and vis visited massage parlors. Wow. Sheffield Proper chav. Sheffield, bit of a shithole. A bit of a shithole, not a complete shithole. Not a complete shithole. There's like a good music scene there. But what I find funny about Sheffield is that they're all really proud to be Northern. 
But let me tell you what, it's like a four-hour drive from where I live. So you tell me if that's Narvin. Yeah, but it's who's got better Narvin. massage parlors? Mm. Penrith <laughs> or Sheffield? <laughs> I don't live in Penrith, so I can't talk about the massage parlors oh. in Penrith. Um, probably in Sheffield. Seems like the type of place you would have a massage parlor. Police were due to visit Mr. Schnell's home in Chesterfield. Oh, he lives in Derbyshire. Also shithole. After he alerted officers to his nephew accessing his bank account. Hmm. But Walsh killed him the night before in June of last year, and he took a taxi to a DIY shop to buy two handsaws, building sacks, and a burning bin. Where did he get the badgers? Does he have badgers in the backyard? Like, oh, are badgers, yeah. like, in your backyard, like squirrels? I, right, I live near a river, and I live near lots of woodland, so, yeah, there's badgers in, You've seen in them. my backyard. Yeah, I've seen badgers around where I live. Are they ferocious? Don't ever approach, right, this is English countryside law. Don't ever approach a badger because they are they are notoriously bad-tempered. They have TB and, like, they're, they're more they than likely going to run away from... tuberculosis. Yeah, if they bite you. Oh, wow. They're more like than likely just going to fuck off and be scared of you. But they can be very aggressive and they might, like, chomp at you. And if you've got a dog or something, you keep them away from badgers. And badgers are, like, quite big. How big is a badger? They it's do like have the North size... American badgers. I just looked it up. I would say they're probably the size of like not quite as big as a spaniel, but bigger than a jack russell. And they are they like vicious? Like, will they bite you? Do they have big teeth? It depends on. Yeah, yeah, they're like dogs. They're related. They're a cousin of the dog family. So they're a cousin of the fox. Is that so. a concern for people dogging in the wild? It would be. That would be one of my concerns. You have to watch out Definitely. for badgers. For badgers, yeah, don't disturb a set because if you disturb a set, like things might go down. A mother, mother badger would go for you. Wow. Yeah. One of my exes used to call me a um, honey badger because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good nickname. Um, so Walsh used the tools to dismember his uncle into 10 bits. Hmm. He stuffed most of them into a badger set in remote woodland and he dumped the rest in communal bins outside a flat that he had previously lived in. Are, do badgers eat like human flesh? Badgers, uh, omnivores, they will eat. Yeah, they will um, eat meat. They will. Can you not remember this story? I think it came out, was it last year or the year before, where a midget um, was drunk in the forest. It was like in Wales or somewhere. He got very drunk in the forest. And he like he set himself down to a tree because he was hammered like I was the other night. And a badger ate him. <laughs> I do not believe this at all. A dwarf Sorry. was eaten by a badger. A dwarf was mauled to death by a fucking badger. It was I like gotta say that's, that's a great way to go. That's a, that's not a bad way to go. It's like, could you imagine writing that obituary? If it was like my brother and he got eaten by a badger. Be oh, like, be I'm amazing. happy that he died this way. I bet you like a badger is like a term for like some kind of gay guy in the, in oh, the uh, bear yeah. leather community. I don't yeah, know. what. I'm not asking about this. Yeah. On the Christmas uh, show. On the Christmas show. Yeah. My brother's going to be on the Christmas show. It took him six weeks to tell the police. Six months, sorry. It took him six months to tell the police where he'd left the head. So he'd put Whoa. the head in a special place. Where the he didn't feed the, he the head to the badgers. No, he was like, oh, I'm going to keep this head for safekeeping. You know, somewhere. I would be concerned because, like, you feed a human to, you know, a corpse to a bunch a of pigs. Pigs are going to yeah. eat everything. They're going to be eat your mm -hmm. bones. They're going to eat everything. Eat your bones, yeah. Would the badgers eat the bones? I think they do have the ability to eat bones. Oh, so they would like 
eat the skulls and everything. They like have hyenas, like a pack of hyenas. You yeah. could probably just give a whole corpse to. Yeah, budgets are the same. They're like um, the carnivores, and they're gonna go. Well, they're not, sorry, the omnivores, but they're gonna have the ability to break into your bone marrow and suck it out. They've got strong jaws. Huh. Vicious little buggers. Well, apparently, they can eat dwarves. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look that up. I don't believe that. It's true. Why, why are you don't believe that? Like that's like he a, claims. I think it's like a porn that you were watching the other night. No, I remember all that porn. <laughs> that could not get me to sleep. Let's not talk about that night now. I'm over it. He claimed he found Mr. Snell dead in the bathroom after a binge drinking, and he panicked about being suspected of killing him because he had been taking cocaine himself. <laughs> what, oh, do you shit. kill people high on cocaine? Is that like an after effect for you? Well, apparently for this guy in Sheffield. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's like, okay, I want to try some of that. Give me a bump. Walsh has even admitted to obtaining an emergency passport to flee the country, and he initially told police that Mr. Schnell was in hospital. The prosecutor, Peter Joyce, said, The cause of death is unassertable because there were so many body parts, but we know what he did. He killed him. He chopped him up and fed him to the badgers. <laughs> it was murder <laughs> to get his hands on this man's money. That's what how I imagine crime. all the prosecutors yeah, in their little wigs sound in this country. Murder by badgers. Murder by badgers. Travesty. Mr. Joyce described Walsh's account as complete and utter nonsense, adding, it's complete baloney, and he's trying to persuade you that it's true. He's taking you to be gullible fools. I, I imagine do, when I he do... did this, he went really red. Yeah, I love the court. flowery language. Because, like, especially mm -hmm. the way judges, like, you know, uh, rebuke them after they pass down you know, <laughs> yeah, their, yeah. their sentence. But I don't, they don't do that. I mean, they do it on TV here, but I don't think typically justices are that harsh as they are in the UK. Definitely not as, like, histrionic. The one I always remember is um, the judge that basically tells Ted Bundy, like, you're going to fry, baby. He <laughs> says to him, he's like, bless your heart. You were a good lawyer, bless your heart. He says it like five times. I'm like, oh, bless him. He's telling Ted Bundy to bless his heart. Isn't that sweet of him? Isn't that nice? Wait, that's what Bundy was saying? No, this is what the judge was saying to D Bundy. He was like, bless your heart for trying to be a lawyer. Oh, you, you oh know? yeah, because Bundy represented yeah. himself. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, he was that. like, if you'd have tried, you know, I, I see something in you. If you'd have tried a bit harder, you would have been a great lawyer. Bless your heart. He probably would have been actually. He was very like he's just very charismatic. Yeah, he wasn't he? He was very he, charismatic. Yeah, he was charismatic, but yeah. he wasn't intelligent enough. No. But he was a dumb dumb boy. Everyone thinks he's intelligent, but he wasn't. No, he's very charismatic. He's a good looking guy. Yes. But he wasn't intelligent. That's a story for another day. Right. The jury took just over an hour to unanimously find Walsh guilty of murder on Friday. <laughs> just an hour. They didn't even have time to like get Uber Eats for Subway. They were like, nah, he's guilty. Do you think he uh, went and hung out with his Chad friends over at the council home? He's like, I'll fed him to badgers. The fucking badgers. I can't really like, do it. Yeah. Sheffield's, Sheffield's a bit Yorkshire, but you know the band Pulp? Oh, Jarvis Pulp, Cocker. Jarvis Cockers. He, uh, he's he's from Sheffield? pure Sheffield, yeah. So if you just think about like um, the Common People video in your head, that's how this guy will have talked. Huh, makes sense. Yeah. But, get this, in a remarkable turn of events, Walsh dispensed of his legal team just moments before he was due to be sentenced. Oh. Judge Nirmal Shant said Walsh has refused to come to court, but he did appear via video link from Her Majesty's Pleasure, Nottingham. Walsh told the judge, in light of this whole court charade, I'm not happy with anything my defense have given you. The judge replied, I will grant you until January the 4th to find a new legal team, but I will sentence you on that date. Whoa. So wait, so he's got another couple weeks here. 
yeah for to basically try and get his his sentence taken down from a life to 20 years but how can he prove that he didn't feed him the badgers i think he's trying to prove that you know the murder wasn't maybe as bad as what he's making out he fed the guy to badgers. It's, it's pretty. It's well, not good. <laughs> the DCI Sally Blakelock, who led the murder investigation, says the depraved acts that Daniel Walsh carried out on Graham Schnell, a retired pensioner, a quiet man, a good neighbor, are truly shocking. To compound that, this is what was carried out for his own self-preservation, and so he could spend Graham's small amount of savings at massage parlors, in casinos, and on drink and drugs. After several years in policing and seeing some of the worst crimes imaginable, I have often thought that there is little could surprise me. But then we come across <laughs> Daniel Walsh. You know, what's kind of funny about that. It's sort of like condescending a bit. His yeah. like small amount of savings. You know, this yeah, guy really that. didn't save much. Bit... He had a shit job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, and uh, you know, it's he spent it all one night at the massage parlor and it's on the yeah, maple maybe cocaine. Yeah, he's had a knock life and he's, yeah. he's getting by. The evidence the team uncovered during the investigation has been extremely distressing for those working on the case and those that have had to listen to the evidence in court. I welcome today's verdict, and I hope that this will allow Graham's family, of which Daniel is one, friends and neighbors, to come to terms with what has happened to a much-loved man who will never be forgotten. Well, his cause of death will never be forgotten. Be forgotten, or I guess yeah, No, I guess like the disposal of this corpse will never be forgotten. That's something I would tell... You know, if I was a grandparent, I would tell my yeah. grandchildren. Hopefully, they would be like, you know, your uncle, you don't know how he died, fed to the badgers. As they are lowering his um, casket into the the hole, I hope all that's playing in the background is badger and badger. La, 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 la. Insult to injury. People, send your story to Sigurd Podcast at gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next, 323-522-4032. But first, I got to get a beer, and you have to listen to a holiday message from Adam and Eve. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. You still have time. Not much time, but you still have some time to get your calls in for the holiday show. Uh, to wish us some season's greetings. Happy winter solstice. Um, 323-522-4032. You can send an email to uh, Email us an mp3 at sickaroundpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, this week, uh, we have one call that's a little older, but I forgot to play this. I don't know why I forgot to play this. But this guy's, this guy's an old listener. He's been listening for a long time. Cool. I met him at a, probably, I think, the first meetup. He's an old punk rocker in London. Cool guy. Um, nice. But he calls in because this is when we did a story about Stockport. And I think you're shit like, hole. it's a shithole. Well, he is a shithole. Come on, shithole. So he's responding to that. Ooh. Oh, how you doing, guys? And girls now. Guys and girls now. 
Right, real quick one. Uh, D, it's Kev. Uh, met you in London years ago. Uh, listening from day one, pretty much. Yeah, this guy was like OG listener from like when yeah. we were in like the single digits, probably since like the first. I don't know how we found it, but he's like an old school punk rocker. Yeah. And when we met him at uh, at at the world's end he gave me like a bunch of cds of uh, his band some other bands and they're fu fucking cool really good music yeah cool guy i just want to make a point right i listened to that episode that you had last week okay now cheetle hume it's, it's pronounced not cheetle hume cheetle hume that's where i grew up Sorry. it's quite an affluent place it's, it's you know it's a very nice area but yeah i sort of agree with kate that yeah it is a bit of a shithole <laughs> Uh, in Stockport, but we're Cheshire Belt in Cheadle Hume. Right? Okay, Cheshire Belt. Oh, okay. Now, so wait, wait, I'm confused. Cheadle Hume, Stockport, and Cheshireport? Yeah, what they must do is they must, like, meet, and um, Cheshire is affluent. It's like they, there's a lot of fucking really shite footballers that live in Cheshire. Well, I'm not saying really shite. They're, they're good footballers, but they're from a shite team, and they live in Cheshire. It's a very rich part of it's posh. It's posh, darling. It's, it's posh. fucking. F it's um fake posh, but yeah, fake posh. I think he would agree with that as well. I believe Kate plays or sings in a punk band. Uh, you played one of our songs on one of your shows years ago. Uh, I can't remember which song you actually played, but I gave you the CDs when I was in London. Totally that remember that. Yeah. I remember now. But anyway, yeah, it was a long time ago, and I have been on the J. I wonder what Kev's band is. Yeah, yeah, Kev. If uh, you, I don't know if you're Get still in, in the band, but um, yeah, yeah no, if you I send know us what a your song. Old band is, cause yeah. I bet this is like this is England, mate. Your band will be like five five people removed from like a promoter. I fucking know. That's the way it works. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fucking island. But yeah, send us a couple MP3s if you hear this. Good afternoon. Well, I thought I'd give you a ring about that. Now I'm gonna have to probably have a second thing here because I I think not that not that long ago I called up and I had a I had a little word with I, met, I left a message and I can't remember what that message was and I, it's going to take me a minute to think about it so I'll give you a call back but yeah anyway yeah but Cheadle Hume is quite nice it's, it's a really nice place right. Cheadle Hume the second wrong and take your word for it Kev yeah, I will too. I'm, it's not like I'm going to fucking chewdle him anytime soon. That's why we call it the drunk dial line, because halfway through, you forget what you what you called for originally. <laughs> You're just like, uh, I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> uh, good to hear from you, man. All right, next up, uh, got a couple Ask Kate segments. Nice. So, yeah, I think we started this kind of, because some listener called in with some advice. And mm -hmm. then uh, here's a couple other people that are uh, seeking some of the sage wisdom from uh, from Kate. I'm going to chime in as well, so fuck Are you, you going to play the song first? Are you <laughs> of just course. Gonna play it at the end? Yeah, no, no, good, theme song. I need yeah, the theme song, song to get into my agony ant stance. So yeah, yeah, you can't, you know, play the call without the theme song. song. So let me play the theme song, and then we'll get Thank to the you. first uh, call. Yeah. You know what's funny is uh, I think last time I was like, if you can name that song, I'll give you a, uh, I'll send you a prize. 
We did. We had a listener, Willowberg, on uh, Discord. He was like, Stranger than Candy. I don't know if you yeah, named the episode, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did. I sent him a prize. Stranger yeah. than Candy. Uh, basically, Jerry Blank is my spirit animal, if you have not worked this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am basically the uh, the middle class English version of her. <laughs> yeah, I think you are kind of the English version of Jerry Blank. I'm going to grow up to be her. Like, I still have time, yeah. A I'm boozer, still a, a user, and a loser. And a now loser. I'm yeah, back I'm... in school. <laughs> Now I'm back in school. Well, do you know what? One day I'm going to have to go back in school to learn how to drive. So, yeah. This you will my, pretty my much be Jerry Blank. Headed. Yeah, I yeah, will Because be. you'll be like 40 years old with a bunch of like 16-year-old kids. And going to be like 18. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. My brother's birthday is coming up. We're going to talk to him on the holiday show with Wackham and Steel about it. But I was looking for a gift. And typically when I get my brother a gift, um, which is always usually a novelty gift, I'm out and about and I usually find something like I'm at like a vintage yeah, store or like, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. When I come across something, I'm like, that's funny. You know, that's like a bust of Siegfried and Roy. I'm going to buy that for him. <laughs> but this year, because we've been locked down, I just haven't, other than seeing things online, I haven't really bought anything. So same was, for everyone. Same yeah. I was trying everyone. to, I was like, I don't just want to give him money. I got to buy him something. And so I came across a pillow, a brown pillow, uh, a huge brown pillow. It's like 26 by 26 of oh. Jerry Blank's face. Oh. And it says, I'll make your pinky all stinky. All stinky. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it for him. He doesn't know it well, yet, but that's what he's it's, getting. It's also, um, you know, when he brings the men's back to his house, they, they will look at that pillow and then they'll just say it to him. And there well, you go. It's like, it's a really good leading as to what it will happen. I don't imagine. It's almost like happen. foreshadowing. It's like, that's it going is. to happen. Someone's pinky yeah. in this room is going to be very gonna stinky. Get stinky. Well, yeah. I think both of their pinkies will. <laughs> and probably it? other appendages as well. It's going to be a lot of stink going on. Anyway, here's the first uh, Ask Kate call from FM. FM calls in about a family yes. situation. Love FM. Uh, uh, hello, this is, uh, this is FM. And the reason why I'm calling is because I've I've had a little bit of a familial situation that at this point has been slowly building up for a while, and I figured I would want somebody who's a, a, a little less high strung to be sort of my, uh, I guess, opinion or a second opinion that I could use. My sister <laughs> in my family has gotten sort of a, a familial spat, if you will. And effectively, she's gone mostly out of her way to disown herself from the family. I don't recall. <laughs> I'm trying to think. He's called in about her before, I think, the sister. She's older, isn't she? Yeah, she, and I think she's, yeah. like, moved out or something and just in kind of mm-hmm. separate communications. I recall this, but I remember it was leading towards this point. Well, it sounds like communications be have been separate. Yeah, yeah, sounds like that, that's what's happening. Like I said, I'm uh, yada yada, if you will. A lot of details for, I guess, her sake and and my sake. Uh, but effectively, she's been a spoiled brat for Ooh. a long time Ooh. of her life. Harsh I don't like to say that, but it's true. She's okay. gone most of her life with little to no consequence. And effectively, what had happened is that now she's gotten to the point where she's cursing out family members. She's gone off with somebody in somebody else's family and she's she's effectively left us here high and dry wait, wait, wait. she's cursing your family members and then she yeah. 
got off with someone else's family? Wasn't that how it's supposed to be? Aren't you supposed to date someone in another family? Well, yeah, you can date somebody in another family. It doesn't mean you have to abandon your family if you're a close family. Oh, so it sounds like she's like, fuck this family, better family. I'm fucking off with them. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean maybe they're in a, she's in a relationship with somebody else. Maybe it's just like a close friendship. He's not said if it's that way yet. Oh, he so, said she's gone off with another family. Yeah, but you can just go off with another family and be like, well, because like I'm not from a particularly close family, but I have had like I've spent like Christmases with other families and not yeah, spent don't... Christmas with my own family because it's I... like it's funner to spend it with them. So well, because they probably have better food family? and they're wealthy. So it's like, why not? They got, they <laughs> got better whiskey. I'm just saying this, this family is better my whiskey. My is a good cook. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going where the good whiskey is, all right? You got some top shelf. Yeah. That's where I'm going to be. Mm. And the biggest problem is that I, I try to be hands-off. She's angry with most of the family, uh, but, but but she's not angry with me, uh, so to speak. And Yet. Normally, she's not angry because I don't put my opinion into the, the, the matter. Although mm-hmm. I can tell you the idea that she feels that she's constantly attacked, which I assume is a, a, a lot of projection. And it ends up with me wondering, she has things like free room and board, and she's gotten so much money from us. And she, she sounds very entitled, this girl. Yeah, I'd like to know how old she is. Yeah, I want to know, is she older or younger, FM? Yeah. And says that we've never done anything good for her life. She's gotten... A jeep for effectively maybe a hundred or so dollars. It's it, it, wow. It, it, pardon, it's, pardon my French, but the idea that we, she's been attacked is, to be blunt, uh, fucking ridiculous. Ooh. FM. <laughs> yeah, oh my FM. God. I don't That's think FM. I've. I've never He's heard him swear. swear. I've never heard him swear. I, wow. He he has some he strong convictions up. about this. He's, yeah. Okay. I'm on FM side now. Yeah, like, me too. Uh, after yeah. God, hearing that swear word, she's entitled. Yeah. I I guess to make just a long story short, is is it all right to not try and fight to keep her in the family if she wants to burn all the bridges? Is it just take go find a I guess stone wall and take a step back? Well, why'd you want her in the family in the first place? I'm, I'm not. Well, um, it's like 20 seconds left. But. Okay. The most sensible individual, I, 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 I understand that, and I figure that people who've been through a lot close to this could help me. Uh, so if you could, that would be great. Keep it sick and wrong, and thank you in advance. I'm going to hold back my opinion like Kate go first because you're asking Kate. The segment's called Ask Kate. What do you think, <laughs> Kate? Well, I think, like, Firstly, why why does he want to keep her in the family? She clearly doesn't want to be in the family. She's been at odds with everyone. Biological sister. Yeah, right. But as you get older, just because you're related to someone does not mean that you have to necessarily like them. And does not mean that you have to keep up a bond with them if they are not willing to do the same with you. Like, I will disclose some personal information here. I have two brothers. One brother I've not talked to in... 20 years and my other brother i've not talked to in nearly a decade i love my younger brother though is he the Don't one get me wrong that you haven't talked to him in a decade 
yeah don't get me wrong it's just after my dad died he moved away to australia i would send him emails and he would never respond to them okay and then after so a while you, you did just you, like don't bother did you make did you continually make attempts and there's no reciprocation oh yeah you i used to send try. him like a monthly email about like what i'd been up to and he would call? like maybe send no it was like a bit because this is like a decade ago so like skype was kind of new it was a bit oh yeah it's australia different. And it was Australia. So I would just send him emails and he would say, I would send like, you know, a big paragraph about this, what I've been up to. And then he would maybe send like a couple of like lines back. And that was it. And then he just got to the point where I think he missed my birthday. So I didn't bother to wish him a happy birthday. And then from that, it became, it was another year later. So I'm not going to bother to wish him a birthday again. And he's never reached out to you. Never. That's weird. What about the older brother? Did you ever try to reach out to him? Never, but we, my older brother's a bit of a bully and like, I don't like my older brother and he doesn't like me. There's like a, like a friction between us. He's oh, been so baby. He's my along. mother's favorite, basically. So yeah. you're, you're saying because you're, you know, biologically connected because you're. It doesn't siblings, mean anything. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. It doesn't mean anything. You can, you can not like these people that you're related to. And just because you are brother and sister doesn't mean you have to pretend and try and keep up a bond with someone that you have no respect for. And to me, at FM, it sounds like she's been taking the piss out of the family. She's not standing on her own two feet. Now she's gone to another family to maybe try and like leech off them. And I think ties should be cut at a certain point. You've got to like cut people off so that they can become stronger individuals on their own. That's so you're like, fuck off. Like she can just go her own way. And if yeah, she comes and back, that she can come back. Life. It does, yeah, it doesn't mean that necessarily for life you're going to be like, I will never speak to her again. But I think you should, why pour your energy into someone who doesn't want to put that energy back into you? That's for any I think that's sensible. I think that is. Yeah. You know, from my, my uh, personal experience, um, similar situation with my brother. So also with my father's death, um, mm -hmm. my brother is a fucking asshole. During that whole experience, like my, death you know, brings my, out the worst. It, it really does. Like you really yeah. see people's true colors, like your family's you true colors, when uh, when a relative, a loved one is dying. And so during that period, my sister and I were going like month by month. I mean, my dad he was diagnosed at like stage four. I think it took a course of about like seven or eight months for him to finally so, yeah, succumb to the cancer. Yeah, exact same situation for me. And so we were going month by month to Michigan to stay. My brother then that whole eight months went one time, once. once. And when he went once. there, he just slept in the basement the whole time. Didn't even drive my, my father to uh, his doctor's appointments. Ooh. Keep in mind, my brother's got drug issues and I think traveling without drugs yeah, yeah. and all that. And, but that's not an excuse. Drugs should not be an excuse for something like Never. this. So anyway, long story short, it got to the point where he could not, there's no way he could uh, ever travel to see us or anything like that. We either had to go there or he, mm. we could move. Well, he's got stage four cancer. He's not going anywhere. Or, or we could move to San yeah. Francisco. And that's what my brother wanted to do because my brother didn't want to travel to Michigan. So he wanted to move to San Francisco. I was the power of attorney. And so I pretty much mm -hmm. told my brother to fuck off. It's my choice. My father, his friends are in Detroit. He's in Detroit. He's going to stay and die in Detroit yeah. if that's where he wants yeah. to be. He has six months to live. We're not I'm not going to move him. Cross well, we didn't know it was six months at the time. But yeah. well, I stage four. Yeah, I mean, it's that's pretty much how it goes. Anyway, we had a huge blowout fight at the hospital. My brother screaming at me, and I was like, I'm power of attorney. It's my decision. 
And and plus, I consulted with my sister, and we both were like, yeah, he should be where he wants to be. My father wanted to be in Michigan. So I was like, it's up to him, and that's 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 how it's going to go. So And he's screaming that's at me. That's the bottom like, line. And so I just told him to, like, fuck off, basically. Yeah. And so he didn't speak to me or my sister for a good seven or eight months after he died. Like, he was at a funeral, and then after that, just did not even speak to us. Mm-hmm. I didn't try. I was like, you know what? He acted out of line. What he, his actions were completely out of line. He should not have done that. If he wants to come back, he can come back. And uh, so what ended up happening is like he never really acknowledged it. I kind of acknowledged it, but then also yeah. sort of like, you know, moved beyond it. And it was at the time I was thinking like, you know, if I want, this is my brother, I know how he is. If I want him in my life, I have to choose right now. If I want to like hold on to this and be stubborn and have a grudge forever, you know, then I guess I don't have to talk to him. But he's back. He's sort of apologized for what he did, kind of acknowledged it in a sense. I know he said sorry to my sister and he kind of acknowledged that I was right about how he should have died in Detroit. That's all you need sometimes. And he's your, you know, he's my brother. So after eight months, we ended up, uh, reconciling and obviously we're we're close as a family now um but what i'm saying fm is like you've tried what you you got to the point where you've tried as hard as you could let her go her own way if she wants to come back you know then it's up to you she's your sister and then you can like and then yeah. you know reconcile and make amends at that point but it sounds to me that now you've done what you can she's made her choices so she should live with it that's what i think yeah i also think like if she's been given everything she's been given like all this you know free room free board a jeep of course she's going to be entitled and she's going to act like that too she needs to she probably needs to go out in the real world and understand how things are a bit and then she'll probably come around eventually because she'll be like oh shit it's shit out there develop an (laughs) appreciation for your family your blood's thicker than water it is no i don't believe it is i think well (laughs) i think it is but if your brother came around and was just like, you know, Kate, I don't know. My younger brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there's like, there's no animosity <laughs> between me and my younger brother. I could not talk to him for like 30 years, but I'm still going to like, you know, go to my grave. That's what I'm saying. Him. But you love him because it's it's the blood. But I'm not, I don't love my older brother. I don't give a shit about him. Yeah, I don't but know. I that that sounds like a, that <laughs> sounds like a shitty story. So. See, there is I don't the, know. I need I'm... my own ass, Kate. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think you need a therapist. Um, but no, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, the onus is on her, her at this point. Yeah. We both, you know? I think we're in agreement about yeah. that. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. FM. Good luck with that. I'm wondering how it's going to play out over Christmas. Uh, here's another ask Kate from another listener. Uh, hey, hey, Kate. Um, first time caller, long ish time listener. Been listening that for accent. just over. Can you place that accent? Edinburgh. You think it's Edinburgh? It's Edinburgh, man, that accent. Five years, thereabouts. I don't know, like 20 episodes before Harrison started. I caught the very end of Wackerly, and I've listened to all Harrison stuff. Um, yep, yeah, so calling in, little story here. Need some advice. Um, uh, so basically, what it is, is I've started dating a girl back in August, um, and I think I may have fucked it slightly. What I've done is Christmas mm. is coming up. Now, I'm a miserable bastard like you two. Like, I, I really genuinely hate it. And the only happiness I get 
God, a lot of people hate Christmas. Thank you. No, <laughs> loads of people don't hate Christmas. But it, it's more people than I thought. I thought everyone just loved it. No, like, the, I don't know. I think all the people that love it are very in your face about loving it. And Some people, people... just don't like it at Bar Humbug. Like, I just get on with it at work. But when somebody said it worked to me and they were like, oh, what are you doing for Christmas? I was like, same as last year, nothing. They were like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm just going to, like, get up and, you know, probably make whatever food I want to eat that day and I'll watch a film like I do any other day. And they were like, that's really sad. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, now you can be like, well, I'm probably going to spend the morning hanging up my Hitler ornaments and uh, a couple of hand grenades, my, hand my SS, like, you know, yeah, symbol I'm gonna tell on the them top. My, I'm going to be like, I'm going to take so much tincture that I overdose <laughs> and I think about my own death. That's what I'm going to do on Christmas Day. I was like, don't don't you put your Christmas judgment on me. God, every alone. co-host again the show just has to overdose again and again. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like See, it's happening already. Yeah, Simon. it's like the beta. I think it's my voice that drives them yeah. to this. It's like now they got to OD on something. God. This time of year is actively hating the holiday. So, um, as good a result, man. I don't like to do presents. Now, this girl is great, and I need to make a good impression. Sadly, she is really, really into Christmas. So, what we agreed on was, like, I managed to sort of meet in the middle ground. I don't want to do any presents. She wants to do big presents. So, how about we just get something, a little thing each, and, you know. You know, this is a very interesting thing that's going to come up in the Sick and Wrong Holiday Spectacular with Wackerly and, uh, and Steel. Longtime listeners will remember Wackerly's Christmas Gambit. Wackerly hates presents. And so. Oh, like of any kind? Like even on a. No, Christmas. Christmas presents. I don't know about birthdays, but. Okay. Every girlfriend he's had, it's always been an issue. He doesn't want to give a gift. So he attempts to explain and rationalize why they shouldn't give each other gifts. Never goes well with a girl. So I'm interested to know now with his wife, he's married. Because mm-hmm. in previous girlfriends, it was always an issue. And he was just like, yeah, the gambit didn't work out this year. Every year, he would try the gambit not to give gifts, not to exchange gifts. So I'm interested when he's on the show to ask if he and his wife exchange gifts for Christmas. So we got to remember do, that. Do you know what's so annoying about my ex? We had like so much similar tastes. Like if we were ever in like an antique store, we'd all, we both of us would pick out the same. I'd be like, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And he'd be like, yeah, that's all cool. But then when it came to Christmas, I I think it was probably like the tumor that clouded his brain. And he was like, what <laughs> okay, the fuck? I he's retarded. And he would just go on like, not on the high street or amazon.com. And he'd just type in the word gadget. And he would get me everything where I was like, it sounds like I'm being unappreciative. But when I would get it, I'd be like, you want this, don't you? And he'd be like, yeah, I, I kind of got it for me. It's like the sharper like, image catalog. Or something. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> he would do stuff like that. I was like, Okay, so from then on, I was like, do you just want me to, like, why don't you give me a list and I give you a list? Because we were together five years. I was like, and then we can just, like, build off this list. And you can surprise me. So conventional. So conventional, very goyish. But then it got to the towards the end where I was like, do you know what? I'm not getting you anything for Christmas anymore. And don't get me anything. Now, that sounds very Jewish. Yeah, I was like... (laughs) Just don't bother anymore. I was like, throughout the year, we go to shops together and sometimes we'll see an antique and it'll be like 300 quid. Why don't we just go harvest on that? And I've always been like, harvest. what I've always wanted to do is just let's save our money and go on a trip somewhere. Do something fun. Mm. You know? I would much rather do that too. I just kind of think it's, 
Yeah, it always depends. Anyway, this is this is a common problem, and Wackerly has had Nick's successor. That's definitely something I want to know too. Yeah. Keep it silly. So what I'd done was there's these websites. Don't know if you're aware where you can send someone a pillow, um, or loads of you know like a sort of cushion thing with your. Oh, I know all about this. (laughs) Make my pinky all stinky. stinky. (laughs) He's on it. Um, now what I'd done was I don't know why and on a night out I had a picture of someone's glasses that I took and they're like the really thick glass rimmed ones you know like proper pedophile glasses I do not know how else to describe them <laughs> you can take any person good looking or not they wear these glasses bang you're a pedophile it's just it's just fact it's like Harrison's yellow glasses I was thinking, didn't Harrison <laughs> have some pedo glasses <laughs> he he would get so mad about when callers would say pedo glasses that he was like previewing <laughs> all the no, he would preview all the calls. So if someone said pedo glasses, he would delete the call. Seriously? Yeah, he was. It really upset him. I don't know. They're the yellow glasses, but <laughs> they're like a nineteen seventies gym teach pedo glasses. That's what I always and thought. I they're like I mean. Jimmy Savile glasses or something. I, I have, like, I have funny a pair and... of my great granddad's glasses, and they're pure pedo glasses. Or in my like fucking antiquities cabin. You know what it is with you? And English. when you put them on. Yeah. With you well, we're English. All fucking nonsense, mate. No, yeah. no, it's with you English. If you find something that bothers someone, you just bring it up all oh, the time it. and yeah. needle it. And I think with the feather and the pedo glasses, <laughs> it just <laughs> really bothered him. So, but the Excuse pedo glasses. Excuse me, D. Simon. Are you saying that the English listeners of this show? bantered away Harrison because he could not take our needling. Is no, that no, no. Saying? That's definitely not Good. what happened. Um, but I think it was definitely <laughs> something that, that uh, irked him because I was like, dude, they're just making fun of your glasses. Who gives a shit? They make fun of me for everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to vet the calls. So he'd vet the calls. And then gla- <laughs> any call about the yellow glasses, he would delete. <laughs> The nonce glasses. You got nonce so, glasses. I've got a picture of me pulling my best pedophile face with these glasses saved on my phone from like six months ago. So I have put this to a pillow that nice. is like the size of I don't know. It's like three feet from bottom to top. And <laughs> Jesus, that's a big fucking pillow. House. Now what I'm forgetting is I stay in one flat, and she still lives with her parents right now. Yeah. Now, her mum and dad haven't met me. And I think her parents are a little bit older. They're like in their 60s. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> the story is getting juicy. He bought now. a pillow, a huge pillow, like a fucking three feet. That's yeah, like a 36 inch by 36 inch like pillow. Three feet is pretty much nearly my height. That's with like a picture of his face wearing the pedo as glasses. As a pedo. Yeah, as a pedo. This is probably one of the most amazing gifts I think I've ever heard of any guy giving hilarious. to his girlfriend. Especially, Imagine, right? Especially, they've only been dating for what? five months a couple of months the funny thing is like when i get gifts that i don't like i automatically give them up to the charity shop like within the first week so imagine going into a charity shop like a week after christmas and seeing a free foot pillow with like a guy with pedo glasses on i would buy that for you (laughs) (laughs) so you get it back back to the charity shop d (laughs) but what's amazing about this is he's probably gonna go to her, her house first christmas ever he's got this big gift wrapped Opens it up, and the whole family is going to have this like puzzled look on their face, like, "What oh, the fuck is wrong with you, dude?" <laughs> you, never spend, 
you never spent the first Christmas with the family. You never spent I, the first well, Christmas with the family. I don't know. I mean, it depends on the... It's, never. She's really into Christmas. Like, He's not. Yeah, no, no, no. But it's Gentile rules. You never... I would never do the first Christmas with the family. What's well, always happened to me, and I've bitched about this many times, one of the reasons I don't like Christmas is because they know... The Gentile and the, the shiksas that I date know I have nothing to do. My plan is to watch movies and get stoned. So they're like, come to my house. And so I always have to do it. And it's no, you this... don't... Right. You're a man in your 40s. You don't have to do fucking anything, mate. You don't oh, have to do anything. It's not worth a fight. Just say, no, what? no it is worth a fight. It I've is, turned out every boy... I've fought every fucking boyfriend on this. Is like, come around to my family's house. I'm like, nope. It's not worth Try it. Try and make. This me. is why I get called the honey badger, mate. Choose your battles. <laughs> Choose your battles. However, yeah, well, this I would. This is a battle for me. I'm hoping this guy videotapes this whole thing because this should be on like <laughs> TikTok or something. Because I want to see yeah. the expression on the parents' face when they see the pedo pillow. The pedo pillow. And um, her mom opened the present with no context. So she just knows she's dating oh, her, she, and she's yeah, seen her like once because they picked her up once in the car or something like that from a flat and I like sort of went outside and she seen me and I waved and all of a sudden she has like a three foot long pillow <laughs> in the house. Probably the first three foot long <laughs> thing the mum's ever pedophile. seen. So my question is, have I fucked it um, or not? And also, if... I want things to keep going with this girl, which I really do. How do I make her hate Christmas a little bit more? Do you think there's any way I could sort of convert her? Because there's no fucking Play way I'm going to start enjoying the holiday. <laughs> it's too late. That that point has passed. Anyway, love the show. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. And hope to see you in Edinburgh again. That was fucking awesome. Right. Bye-bye. Oh, that's rad. He hung out with us when we were in Edinburgh. I also do have a real reason that he can make her hate Christmas. Okay, what you should do is, is go to Argos. Go in the jewelry section. And get that clown necklace. Every British person knows what I'm talking about. Wait, so go to so where? Go to Argos, right? Argos is a British store. It's like a catalog store. And they sell jewelry, okay? And they sell this infamous clown necklace. Buy her. Buy her that clown necklace for Christmas. Oh, she will fuck it. She, she will not be impressed. It will be brilliant. But and then she, film but... that on TikTok. <laughs> but will she be angry with you? Because I think getting her a shitty gift will make her hate you more than do... hate Christmas. No, all you'd have to be is like, I've I've put a lot of thought into this and like, I, I got you it. It's an expensive necklace as well. It's like 60 quid. And just be like, yeah, I, I got you this. And like, you know, as a sign of my devotion. And then I want to see a picture of this She'll fucking have to, you want to see a picture of this clown necklace. Maybe I'll get you it as like a Hanukkah gift. It's funny. <laughs> It's, a, it's an iconic part of British culture. It's like eating, it's like wearing a tracksuit, eating a Greg's pasty and wearing the clown necklace if you're a girl. <laughs> so that Honestly. sounds like, what's a better gift? A three foot pedo pillow or pedo this pillow. clown necklace? Ooh, ooh. I think I would take the pedo pillow. The pedo pillow is a gift that keeps on giving. So, okay, answer answer the questions here then. So one, yes. did he fuck this relationship? And two, how can he no. make her hate Christmas? Well, how he, he can make a hate Christmas by going and getting the, the clown, clown necklace. necklace from Argos. And I don't think he's fucked the relationship. I think it's funny. I think the mum will take it in good nature. She's Scottish. Like, she'll she'll find the joke in it. I think it's funny. And if she doesn't take it in good nature, then, like, well, it's you know what they always say? It. Yeah, you know what they always say? That chicks turn into their mums. So, like, that chick will turn into a mum. You don't want to be with her. She can't take a fucking joke. She can't take a fucking pedophilic nonce joke. Like we all can, eh? 
It's a lot of credence to that. The first thing I do when I meet a girl's mom is I check out her ass. Because I know that's the future. Oh, he's like, yeah, that's the future. I'm going to be tapping. No, because I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's the future. Because most girls look right at, look, you know, take after their mothers. So, you but gotta, just the asses. See, I always no, just the body, the, the whole body. It's like mm-hmm. face too. I mean, the face will look like it, but the ass just is a you know good, good uh, indicator of what the body will look like. Well, if it's see, a I huge take... fat mom ass, she's gonna be gaining some weight. You know? Well, I take after my dad's side of the family, so. By the time I'm 60, I'll be a skeleton. <laughs> I would check out your dad's ass. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, in his grave. Um, I don't know. Like, how do you make her hate Christmas? Uh, I don't think you can. I think it's like, it, I think it comes with age, definitely. Because when I was younger, I used to, like, love Christmas. I used to always be out on Christmas Eve, partying and raving it up. And as I've gotten older, I've just been like, do you know what? It's just such a false time of year. That's what I hate about it, the falseness of it. The hypocrisy. The hypocrisy, darling. I've become very, you know, into the all that side of it. Just, you know, I, just think. I think what you need to do is form a negative association with Christmas. So, kind of like how the Nazis Ooh. were forming a positive association with Christmas by saying it's mm-hmm. winter solstice, and we're going to give you gifts, and it's going to be a charity from the government, from the new Nazi socialist government. You need to form a negative association for her with Christmas. So, what I would probably do is get Break some like. Barrel. Day. <laughs> well, you could do that, but then, but then you're gonna break up with her. You're gonna ruin it. What you need yeah, to do? Yeah, but then get back together on Boxing Day. Possibly. I think what you need to do is frame her father. Ooh. Get some like child porn, something like that, something horrible, or, or scat porn. Put it on his laptop, and Bunch then just and yeah, and then just yeah. be like, I found this. I don't know what to do. You know, this is weird. And then show it to her. She's going to see it. She's going to think her dad's a pedo. Next thing you know, she's going to associate it with, I found out my dad's a pedo on Christmas. She's going to hate Christmas. And probably not have a close bond with her family anymore. So you're going to win. This is like the fifth time that you have been very evil and Jewish <laughs> during this episode to the game. Yeah, this is like, I could probably, I will read this episode and I will mark down the times that you have been evil and Jewish. And that I'm is just the saying, most evil and Jewish plan. I'm just saying this is a win-win situation for you. You gotta, you gotta think outside the box. I learned that from the Taco think, Bell commercial. Well, my innocent idea of just buying her the clown necklace from Argos is way more evil, but it will also ruin Christmas for her. Well, I think she'd be like, yeah, this guy's a fucking ungrateful prick that buys me shitty gifts. She wouldn't know, like, on Christmas Day, I realized my father's a pedo. (laughs) So evil. There you go. A couple suggestions for you. I hope that helps. Um, Let me uh, play it out here. Yeah, play the song again. Yeah, this is the end of Kate's Kate's advice. It's a beautiful song. I keep hearing it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, people call Signal oh, Hotline 323-522-4032. I did get a couple emails here I want to get to. Uh, one came from Rangil. Uh, Rangil's a longtime listener. He's also a patron. Uh, he was asking nice. for a T-shirt, which I thought I sent to Australia, but whatever. USPS sucks, so it probably got lost. So I oh, resent him another T-shirt, and uh, he's he got the package. He says, "Hey, D, I got the package. Thank you. I will especially treasure the signed poster." 
What is the strange purple Jew orb butt plug spinning top thing? So I recently sent out a bunch of stuff to people. And uh, because it's Hanukkah, it's, and in my neighborhood, I'm in the West Hollywood, a lot of Jews around here. There's a lot of Judaica stores. And so there's a store of the street. And for like a quarter, you can buy a dreidel. So I just bought like, I don't know, 30. And uh, I've just been throwing them in the, in the packages I've been sending people. So what yeah, you have is- there is... I guess you could use it as a butt plug if you wanted to. <laughs> um, it's shaped like one, but you might lose it, and that'd be very embarrassing for them to have to uh, fish it out. But it's a dreidel. It's a, you know, you play Hanukkah gambling games with it. I think I explained it on the last show to Deadbug. Yeah, if, if we keep it up with the show, I also said that I could uh, fit about 80 of them. Oh, inside. yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, and you can see why I said I could probably fit about 80 of them. Which is shocking. But, I, you know, I, I think you should try it out. That would be a Guinness well, World Record. You know what? I've got some time off. I've got a couple of weeks coming up, off coming up. I'm going to fucking... Don't judge what I do on my time off. All right, here's an idea. Video video that. Make a video on your phone. Send it to the guy and have the the guy with the... In Australia. Uh, the, do you no, know the guy with I, the pedo pillow. Have, oh, send it to video. him. Have him put that video on the dad's computer. Show it to the mom. She's going to yeah. see a video of a girl on a podcast oh, shoving dreidels in her snatch. She, and the mom's an anti semite and she won't like it. Oh, this is perfect. Great. This is going to ruin Christmas and make the mom hate Jews. But I want to send it to the Australian guy and be like, this is what you do with a dreidel. You've, this is how you make a dreidel spin, buddy. <laughs> that could work. But you know what he also said? There's a 20 centimeter long hair in the package. Is this one of Kate Rambo's luscious locks or is it from your nose? Actually, Kate Rambo sent me a bag of her pubic hair. And so I've been including some of Kate Rambo's pubes in every gift package I send out. You know how I always talk about how I love 70s porn, but it also applies to like how I take care of my body hair. And so what is it, the $20 <laughs> tier? You get the you get the bag of pubes. So it's uh, $50 a $50 tier. Oh, $50 tier. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been including one pube in every package. So uh, there you go, Rangio. Mm. Now you can go... Uh, have you the, can clone me, baby. Hey, yeah, you go spin you your dreidel, and you can play with Kate's pube. Um, <laughs> we got another uh, email here to sigrunpodcastgmail.com. This came in from D. She says, hey, yes, Kate. I thought maybe the wanking would become sexy, a sexy secret thing that would happen oh, when yeah. I was alone in the evenings. So she's referring, she yes. had that American neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm so she, would, she was going to wank. He was going to wank. They're going to wank at the same time. Mm-hmm. This neighbor, not American, he's actually Canadian, Ooh, which is okay, why. Okay, so it's less. Yeah, it's less sexy. It's less sexy. Yeah, but she found him less ghastly because it's a nicer oh, accent. Oh, see, see, like I'm much more attracted to the Americans than I am the Canadians. But you know, different I agree strokes. With that. Um, yeah. I'm almost certain I heard him join in on the second <gasps> evening. D. Yeah. So it sounds like the neighbor, the is Canadian. Saw her wanking. He joined in. Second evening, she says, H-O-T, hot. Unfortunately, he was only there doing work on the house. So back to no neighbor. Oh, no. Right, D, you need to, like, find out from the people who are renovating the house. He's Canadian. He is here for a, a good time. Like, get on Tinder, D. Find, find this man. Yeah, I want to make weird. him a love match in this show. Why? She says, how weird is it to ship a foreigner in to do rewiring of a house? Like, surely more of a no, hassle. No, he, he must be in this country. He must, like, just live over here. 
He's got to have because um, obviously the, for the COVID, Canada isn't letting Canada's borders are closed. He's here, D. He is trapped in this country. I want you to trap him in your conservatory, and I want to hear everything about it. She says, Find anyway, this man, D. I yeah. don't think I scared him off. By the way, I just bought a new suction cup dildo. Perhaps I'll treat the next door, the next neighbor, to a conservatory show. D, you saying conservatory makes me feel so fancy. I just say it like conservatory when talking about that area of the house. Yeah. Lots of love, D. I've always wondered about suction cup, cup dildos. Don't you use in the shower? Uh, yeah, I'm like I'm a lazy wanker. I'm not like I don't want to be like stood up using a a dildo ever. So lay like, on your back and let the dildo do the work. Yeah, well, obviously. Very I'm telling, using Kate. My arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people, check out the new Secret Wrong Reddit page uh, that we recently set up. I'm going to put some links actually on the site. But if you just go to reddit.com and just do a search for Secret Wrong Podcast, it's the first thing that pops up. Um, there's also another Reddit page. If you do a search for Sick and Wrong on that, then, then there's a link to the. Uh, the Sick and Wrong Podcast Reddit page, which has all of the ghastly content. There's some gross yeah, shit like, on that page. There's like 250 people on there now. So. Yeah, I've, I've been getting into it. You know, I never was really that into Reddit, but I kind of just like the freedom. Like, you can post whatever you want on there. As long as, like, I mean, the borderline not safe for work content, you want to, like, mark it not safe for work. But, but once you, like, say you don't give a shit about not safe for work images, it's just you see everything. Yeah, it's easy. It's, yeah, you it's kind of cool. Like, your settings in like two minutes. It's so this, hard. the over the break, I have a bunch of like classic sick and wrong stuff that has just been on my hard drive. Like, uh, like Is the that Bob Bondigan. Well, I got some Madigan stuff, but I got the L O yeah. the L O L Christ thing I made, which I like made these What's low that? these like low Christ I made out of Passion of the Christ. It's like one of my yeah. lame viral attempt. You know, from try to like make days, something viral. Wackily days. Yeah, I, I did a few of these things. I did like nice. a bunch of Marilyn Manson like fat pictures. Oh, oh cool. I'll so anyway, it. I'm gonna post a bunch of shit to this uh, Reddit page. So just go to uh, yeah, do a search on Reddit for Sick and Wrong Podcasts, or I'm gonna put some links on the main page. Also, check out the Sick and Wrong 3.0 Patreon. For real, people. Yeah. For real. There's a lot going on, actually. We're putting a lot of effort into Patreon now. Like, we do an extra story. You get extra phone calls. But the outtakes have kind of become, like, a, their own show now. It is, I mean, sort of Kate's idea, sort of my idea. It's sort of what I always wanted to do with the outtakes. Um, you know, kind of like when Harrison and I would do it, we'd sort of shoot the shit before recording. But he was, like, half paying attention because he was also trying to work on, like, you know, setting up a live stream. So it was usually just me talking to myself. Um, and then most of the time we're talking about records that we bought on Discogs, but it's kind of, it's totally different now. Cause what I'm trying to do now is, you know, we do, we talk about like some personal conversations. I don't quite remember what we talked about this week cause I was getting a little drunk. I think we were talking about a tampon got stuck inside of you or something. Yeah. Things get spicier on the Patreon. If the things yeah, do get they, spicy. We do talk about Discogs still, but it, it's spicier Discogs. <laughs> but, uh, this yeah. week we were chatting about an accident on the set of Jackass 4 so apparently oh, yeah. they're filming yeah. a new Jackass 4. And so this week we were talking about this. So Knoxville and Steve-O both got injured, both very old men. And Kate revealed that not only was she super into Jackass, not surprising, yeah. but she revealed which members that she would shag, like the, the hierarchy, like top to bottom, so which members she'd I shag. Was, 
when Jackass came out, I was the perfect age for it. I was the yeah, you would have been. Audience. You totally would have been. Exactly. That would have been like what, nineteen ninety nine? I was fifteen. I was fifteen. I remember when Jackass hit. It was great. It was such a good summer. Like those two summers. But you'd be surprised out. at who she selected. Like the top. Oh yeah, three you'll never that, guess. That I should check. Believe me, we man up towards the top. So, uh, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> yours. Yeah. <laughs> so go check it out. You get $5. You get the extra news stories, phone calls, and the outtakes. It's like basically an extra show every week. And not to mention, we do a bonus episode called that Overkill. Um, Kate did it this week on the mass suicide in Demen, Germany. Yeah, um, you can listen to me try and say Demen, Denim, Demen, Denim <laughs> a lot. I it's an interesting story, that. though. Yeah, it's it, like it's... after after Jonestown, it is the biggest mass suicide. Well, you it just shows you to the mass paranoia. However, the Soviets weren't angels either at that time. Oh, no. So, they yeah, were, yeah. They were it's it's an interesting people. story. It's like a 20-minute mini-sode called Sick and Wrong Overkill that we do. So go check that out. Sign up for uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash sickandwrong. We do appreciate your support. I actually am trying to uh, buy a new iMac. Because the iMac that I used to do the show, believe it or not, is from 2007. This is it's the original iMac. Guys. Well, yeah. I mean, I like it because mm-hmm. of the screens. It's like a 24-inch iMac. Still kind of works. Still can kind of do the show. It and work. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I need to buy a new one. I kind of want to start live streaming the show on YouTube. So we're trying to save some money. So even if you've received any passing amusement, just a little bit of amusement from the show over the past you know, 700 episodes. Kick us a couple bucks a month. We appreciate it. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Uh, we also got a new uh, T public store going on there. I'm not sure if they're doing the, the uh, holiday discount at this time, but they do these crazy discounts and I usually tweet about it, but it's like, usually they do like 30% off, 35% off. But if you want to get a, a last minute gift from T public, go to sick podcast.com slash shop and uh, click on the T public uh, um, or click on the picture of the Pope. You'll go right to the Sick and Wrong store. Um, finally, here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. We're going to end up one of my favorite bands uh, of the, I don't know if they're really considered grunge, but definitely like a touch and go, early 90s touch and go era band, a Killdozer. They were one of my favorite bands back in the day. They're too heavy to be grunge. They're uh, Yeah, they're you know how like touch and go. Touch and Go had like the Butthole Surfers and, yeah. and Big Black I, yeah. and all those weird bands. Killdozer and Jesus Lizard. Killdozer kind of fit in their ministry in and all that. Definitely. And so, yeah, yeah they uh, one of my favorite albums, the Communist album they did is amazing. Little Baby Bunting is great. But this song That's is cool. great. This is off of uh, a mix, a, uh, a, um, a compilation called Hardcore Holiday. And uh, there's just a bunch of different mm-hmm. songs. But Killdozer does a song called Oh Little Town of Deathlehem. So yeah. It's kind of like their take on a classic. Um, so check it out. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 771, which is the Holiday Show Spectacular Part 1, where we interview a very special guest. Um, so, uh, so check it out next week. Till then, take it sleazy. Here come the holidays. Yes, Christmas is on its way. I am the ghost of Christmas past. Heed my advice or this will be your last Christmas day.
it shows the it shows the badger. Wait, did you hear that? Yep. That's why you don't like it because of the, it sounds like what well, sounds like feces, like shit, like diarrhea. Yeah, Listen, the, honestly, right? Just watch like ten seconds of an episode, and you'll see how much mashed potato talk. Well, I'm looking is. at a picture here, and it looks like a bukkake scene all over this badger's <laughs> face. Like, listen, here, here yeah. it is. This the dude just like splooged mashed potatoes all over this fucking puppet's face. No wonder I don't like mashed potatoes. Like, this Do you hear that? Yeah. Hello again, my mashy mates. I'm pleased as potatoes to welcome you once again to Seagull's Rest. Bodger and Badger's bed and breakfast. Are you going to isolate that and fucking play that at the end? Yeah, probably. 